is Rowena Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for duty. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome back to Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back today. It's Sunday, October the 15th, and we're one week away from CitizenCon, and we are here with two of my favorite, favorite people, even though all my people are my favorite people, but I have to say that because they are very cool people. We're here today with Fastcard. Hello, Fastcard. Yeah, hello, I'm Fastcard FC, and I'm one of Griffin's least favorite people when I make jokes. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. The jokes, <laughs> the jokes aren't my favorites, but you're my favorite. Okay, I'll, I'll take, I'll take you. It's the jokes. And uh, on my left and on your right is the wonderful, wonderful Yo Yo Meg. What's up, Meg? Hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Seven. I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, where's the? Where, you just had all this fiery energy about CitizenCon. Then we got out here. You're like, hello, hello. I get nervous. <laughs> you see, there you go. There's the energy. There you go. No, see? I, I'm still extremely excited. We are so close. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely nervous, but there's so much to be done. Mm -hmm. The ne this next weekend. Yep, yep. Um, Bar Citizen, the actual con itself. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Yes. And for those of you all who want to know. That Yo-Yo Meg will have her own bodyguard system. There's like, how many of us is there? Six? You got to get through Geo. You got to get through Geo, Goma, BBG, Fastcart, me. So, you know, make sure you bring a lot of money because she's famous. All right. So if you got to get access to the celebrity, you got to pay. All right. <laughs> now, we're going to have a great time, yo. I'm what telling you. Mission? That's what I want to know. You are going to have so much fun. I'm excited for you. You're going to have so much fun, right? Um, so, yeah, we're one week away. Like Meg said, um, we're just one week away from CitizenCon. A lot of anticipation. Trying to keep the hype meter down into a reasonable place. Um, but you can't help but be a little bit hyped. If for no other reason, because we just haven't gotten together in the last four years. For those of us in the United States, it's been five years that we haven't seen a lot of our friends. And, of course, we're excited to get to meet and hang out with you guys. So that's going to make it really, really fun. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and I, I keep mm -hmm. telling people that, I mean, I am excited, but I don't get really hyped until I'm on an airplane traveling. That's when I get excited. That's, that's when you when get excited? Gets, yeah, that's when I get excited. Well, he gets excited, Yo-Yo, because they're going to give him the free peanuts on the plane. That's <laughs> that's what's got him all hyped up. He's ready to get those. And the drinks. The, the, and, the, and, the and, and the drinks. And the drinks. Okay. <laughs> the drinks, yeah. Who, who are you flying on, Fast Cart? Who are you flying I'm with? I'm flying on Delta, so on yeah, Delta? I, will, I will be getting pretzel. <laughs> okay, Meg, what about Delta. you? Who are you flying with? Uh, American. American. Okay, yeah, American. Yeah, they, they treat you right on American. American and United, they treat you right. Southwest isn't bad, though, because Southwest, they'll toss you a whole bunch of stuff. Like, if you want three three extra bags of peanuts, they'll give them to you. You know what I mean? You don't have to uh, pay them I or mean, nothing. Southwest, you don't have to pay for luggage. No, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's always great. If you can grab them, that's a great deal. Anyway, I mean the first thing. Mm -hmm. The first thing I gotta pay for, even before my trip, I gotta pay, I gotta pay thirty bucks for for, for my luggage because yeah. I gotta pay like cart charger and all that good stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. If that's the trade off. It, 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 you know, you always gotta navigate it because you'll see this great sale price until you finally get to that end price, 
and you find out you got to pay for your seat and pay for your luggage and pay for that. It's like, ah! Pay for ba uh, carry-on baggage. Yeah, carry that's, that's a JetBlue. I, I know. be JetBlue, but then they start charging for carry-on. I'm like, come on, guys. I can't do Jet JetBlue is the cattle car. Can't do it no more. Ow, I feel good. Exoder, thank you. Thank you for that sub. Three thank months. Thank you for subscription. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, Tovin, I'm not flying Drake. No, nah, I'm not flying Drake. I'm not flying Drake. Yeah. Hey, for those of you who are watching, if you're going to CitizenCon, put a one in there for us. Let us know that you're going to CitizenCon. Of course, we would love to meet you. We'd be happy to see you if you're there. Uh, if you're not going to CitizenCon and you're going to watch it, put in a two. Put in a two if you are just going to watch it. You're going to hang out with your friends or maybe you're going to go to a bar citizen or maybe you're just going to sit in somebody's discord. And Charles, yes, if you're not going to watch it at all, put in a zero. Like I can, <laughs> I'll just wait till it's over. All right. Minor collection. That was uh, Thrakazog. Was it Thrakazog? Oh, we did a gift. Oh, Thrakazog, the notorious gifter. Thrakazog is hitting it as always. Well, thank you, Thrakazog, for that. And uh, thank you for that gift stream. So cool. Yes, yeah, yeah, Chauvin says zero. Not the notorious B.I.G., but the notorious G for Gifter. Yeah, there you go. Admiral Kusanagi says 0 0.5. He's vacillating. <laughs> he's debating on what he's going to do. It all depends on what he's got going on that day. <laughs> Solari, <laughs> what's going on? Good to see you. Uh, Gladestone, hey, good to see you too. All right, well, listen, we're going to get into it. Um, we are culminating, finishing, wrapping up our series called System Tour, which we started three months ago. And we started doing uh, a more detailed, deep dive, in-depth, it's not come really, really deep, 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 but it's deep enough to get you to understand and talk about the different systems that are in Stanton or the different planetary systems, even though Stanton itself is a system. Jade would correct me if she was here. So I want to make sure I say that right. But we, um, we started out at Hurston, then we went to R-Corp, and then last month we did Microtech, and this month we are now culminating, culminating, culminating with Crusader. And uh, I've got uh, Fastcart and Yo-Yo. Uh, the the, the uh, team members that volunteer for these, if they volunteer, it's because they have an interest in those areas or there's something about those areas that they like. So they may smile a little bit when they talk about Crusader because that is our latest and newest system of all the systems we have. So uh, let's get ready to jump into it. Oh, but before we do, shout outs and applause to you all. Because as you know, we've been raising money since June, since the first week in June for St. Jude Children's Hospital for their Play Live ca uh, campaign. You guys have elevated us to $6,100. Yo-yo, $6,100. They hitting it, they hitting it. And we're on our way to the $10,000 mark. Can we reach $3,900 by next weekend? No, but we're gonna try. <laughs> we are going to try and we're gonna challenge you to help us get that number closer to our $10,000 goal. We passed our $5,000 goal when we did our 12-hour live stream. You guys have pushed us up another $1,000 within a week of that. And we're hoping that you guys can push us up another $1,000. And if we do get to the $7,000 point, we will be giving away a Banu Merchantman. Uh, Thank I, you for not saying that what, I, what I thought you were saying. I was say. going to, but I decided not to do that because I figured, you know, saying it once, people get it as a joke. If I say it more than once, people might think it's real. So, yeah, we are going to give away Yeah, a, like, like, the, like the hot tub stream. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, no hot tub streams. So we are going to be giving away a brand new merchantman if we hit the $7,000 mark. So if you guys will join that. We also want to give a special thanks uh, to our uh, angel donor who donated probably 70% of what we gave away over the last few weeks uh, to the community. Uh, they have a heart and a passion for St. Jude Children's Hospital, oh. and, and they have some weird Sorry. love for us as well. 
So we really appreciate that angel donor who has just been looking out for the community and just going the extra mile uh, to make this this campaign beneficial, not only to St. Jude, but also to those of you who've been watching and participating. So shout out to them as well. Um, okay, that's it. We'll stop for a commercial break later on that. But let's jump into it. We've got a lot of reading, as you guys know, when we do these shows on the systems. It's a lot of reading, uh, not a lot of videos, just some images and stuff that'll come up. But don't forget, if you want to ask questions, I'll make sure that you guys can put questions in the question queue because I don't have that running because I restarted my computer. So let me get that going. But why don't we kick us off? Um, Yo-Yo, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, would you mind uh, opening us up? Uh, with our kickoff there about giving us the background on Crusader. Yes. Okay. Crusader Stanton II is a low-mass gas giant in the Stanton system, United Empire of Earth, otherwise known as UEE. The world was purchased by Crusader Industries from the UEE in 2865 and is now the company's headquarters. Rare among gas giants, Crusader's upper atmosphere is breathable by humans and supports an active indigenous biosphere. The company settled Crusader via a complex network of floating platforms that had been constructed by the UEE Navy in 2855 as repair dry docks for its capital ships. Okay. Now, Yo-Yo, you came into Star Citizen what year? Do you remember what year it was when you started playing? Uh, January 22. So was Orison in when you came in or, or had it not come in yet? Um, it was there. It was there. Okay. Yeah, it was there. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So we're, we're going to tell now. you, we're going to tell you what Crusader was like before you got here. Fast card, do you remember what Crusader was like before we put Orison in? It was a, a place where you blew up and you tried to get you close to, right? <laughs> exactly. There was no, there was no Crusader. Um, people made many attempts to fly there, Meg, and, uh, you would get to a certain point and then your ship would just blow up, right? Because it, it really wasn't, it wasn't even physically there per se. Uh, so it took a while before we got, that's why there was like a lot of excitement when, because we literally looked at Crusader from the very first day that we came into the game. And of course, you know how we are, right? Everybody wants to fly there. Let's see what it's like. And you could kind of see the, you know, little glad, gas clouds moving and stuff, but it was all fake. So uh, eventually it did get put into the game and, uh, we got really excited about it because it's a gas giant, right? People are kind of, we look at Jupiter and places like that and we think of a gas giant and then we're like, wow, we got a gas giant in this system, which is kind of neat. Um, so yeah, it is a low mass gas giant. Um, there is this aspect that, you know, we've talked about this in the past for people who weren't around. All the planets during the Stanton system were basically uh, purchased by corporations. Uh, various corporations spent money uh, to basically have ownership of these planets, even though they are most of them are part of the UEE. Uh, and Crusader is no different. Crusader Industries is the company, and we'll talk about them next. Uh, but uh, Fastcart, when you first went to, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll come back to Meg in a second, because you were around back in the day before we got Orison, and Orison was the last landing zone we got. What was your impression when you first went there to see, you know, flying through the clouds and seeing it and stuff? You're talking about what Orison was, was put in, right? Yeah, when you when you could actually fly down to the yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. It was well when you first got in, it was a frame uh you had to issue <laughs> with frame rate <laughs> back in the day when it first got in. But it eventually it, 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 they ironed that out. But it was I think we were getting what, ten, fifteen frames per second because of, uh because of uh, high fidelity that was um in mm-hmm. there that wasn't really uh, I don't wanna say polished, wasn't really 
What the word I'm looking for? Well, it wasn't. It, well, obviously, it wasn't, it wasn't optimized. And you're right, it wasn't polished. Because remember, the, cloud, the, cloud, the clouds were terrible, remember? I mean, they, they were okay, you know. But they're definitely not the clouds that we have now, right? Yeah, and then also, it took forever for people to get from Orison into orbit. <laughs> they changed that thing, really. They, they, they lowered the, um, or I, I don't know, they they changed their distance from, from mm. um, to, to, to getting to orbit. So it used to take, ooh, two, three, you know, three, four minutes, depending on what ship Depending on what ship you're in, longer than that, even. Even longer. Yeah, it was a right. long time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's when people were flying the wrong ships. I mean, Understandably, yeah, exactly. you know, you don't want to fly a big ship to get out of work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, Meg, how, what was your first impression the first time you, you know, you saw Microtech and all that? But when you went down to Crusade, now we won't talk about the city yet, but just when you flew down there, what was your first impression? Um, I don't want to get hated on for this, but honestly, mm -hmm. first, first, first impression, mm -hmm. I was very confused. Mm -hmm. Didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what Fast Card said earlier with the how long it took to get yeah. um, like in and out. It mm -hmm. was just just not worth it. So yeah. I didn't really go there a lot actually. So, yeah. um, but the the floating platforms were really cool. Mm -hmm. um, had not experienced that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, like now, I mean, we're we're, not, we're talking first impression. Right, but right, yeah. right, right, right. I didn't really go there that much. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, you're not going to get a lot of shade for that. There were a lot of people like Fast Card said it was also very buggy. There was a lot of desync issues so there was a lot of frustration like when people got there it was like okay i'm here but you know like i'll come back later you know what i mean because it was just not it wasn't a fun place to go you know it, it wasn't you know but it was pretty you know uh and there was a lot of stuff that they had to work out with the quirks and stuff for it um but uh once it got better and the improvements got better people did start going there and exploring it and looking around um and we're going to get to the exploring uh you know orson and stuff in a little bit um Fastcart, if you wouldn't mind, would you touch on the Crusader Industries, the owners, the people who purchased it? Would you read that for us? Crusader, Crusader Industries, the manufacturer. Crusader Industries is a human spacecraft and spacecraft component manufacturer, one of four corporations of the United Earth Empire, UE, to own a planet. Crusader Industries design and construct a spacecraft in the upper atmosphere of Crusader, Stanton II, while the corporation and its employees inhabit reside inhabitants reside on the lattice work of floating colony platform. A producer of large commercial vessels among its more popular product is the Genesis Starliner, a luxury transport operated by civilian passengers flying across the galaxy. Crusader also produces a number of military support ships, including the M2 Hercules military transport and the Mercury Star in the Mercury uh, Blockade Runner. I almost said Star Runner, but Blockade Runner. <laughs> exactly. Meg, uh, out of the Crusader ships the Crusader produces, um, you got a favorite? Uh, definitely the Star Runner. Really? The Mercury. The Mercury? Yep. Really? What that about... was actually the ship that, that got me into the game. What, what about it is that, that you like? Is it the, the way it flies, the way it looks? What's the, what's, the, what's the pull for you for that ship? For me, it's how small yet large it is. Mm -hmm. um, I really like... I don't. I don't like flying big ships. You know, that's a quote for me. Um, I don't like <laughs> flying big ships. So, um, I feel like that was the biggest ship I ever wanted um, to be able to still get. I mean, not before, but now, sh mm -hmm. other ships in there as well as vehicles, um, a room for uh, your crew, like beds to sleep in. We used to be able to as like a crew bed log. That was great. Now, yeah, yeah, not really available anymore. That, but yeah. um, just everything, all the. All the other stuff within the ship, um, other than it just being like a Pisces expedition, just 
empty, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, then the silhouette of it, I like. Uh, and yeah, the way it flies. I think it got nerfed a little bit since I first started. Yeah. Um, but it still flies crazy for a ship of its size. Now, are you interested? Well. Are you interested in, even though it's not in there yet, it is a, considered like a data runner. Is that something you would definitely put it to use for if they get yes, the, with yeah. the mechanic in? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other um, part of it. Like, I, I know that's not in the game yet, and like we don't know when that's going to be in. But mm -hmm. I'm very, very, very excited for whatever that loop is in, and I can like actually make more use of the ship. But mm -hmm. even now, like without the game loop, mm -hmm. I, I love using that ship for other things. Yeah. It, I, I almost think that the, the Star Runner or the Mercury, I should say, kind of in some ways began to eclipse, pardon the expression, Aegis. Uh, it started to eclipse the, the Cuddy Black because the Cuddy Black used to be that ship that people would load their vehicle into, you know what I mean, and kind of do that multi-purpose thing. And it seemed like the MSR kind of just stepped in and kind of took that role a little bit. You know, if you're willing yeah. to spend the extra money, you know, from the Cuddy Black mm -hmm. level to the MSR level. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a ship that a lot of people love. They really like it. Yeah. Uh, FC as well as the mm -hmm. cargo space now. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, I feel like as I've played more and more mm -hmm. and done more and more different like game loops, mm -hmm. it's just become such an awesome ship to have mm -hmm. um, because it does have a huge cargo grid. And yeah. then like you even have the the space in the uh, the tunnel systems in the side, side. Uh, side hallway or access ways mm -hmm. yeah that's great yeah I've, I've resisted buying it i have truly resisted <laughs> well you know i have this rule about like i only spend up to a certain dollar amount and it falls in that dollar amount of, of ships that i won't buy that i'll work for but i want one really bad because it is a very cool looking ship you know I, and first data running is one of the things i really want to do you know so it's kind of frustrating that i don't have the herald i don't have that you know but i know that's the career area that i want to go into so i'm gonna have to I'm going to do my zero to hero and work for those two ships because I think they're very cool. Uh, FC, what about you from uh, Crusaders Industries line of ships, both military and civilian? What's your what's the one you lean to the most that you like? I would, I would want to say the E1, but it's not out yet, so I'm going to have to say the Mercury, the, the same as Mag. So okay. yeah, um, I, I like it because of the the, the the cargo size and the speed. It's what it's one of my fastest ships and. Um, yeah, I mean, not much, not much more that I can say about it because it, 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 it I mean, I, I, I go back and forth between the C-15P and, mm -hmm. and, and MSR for, for my daily runners. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a favorite of mine. Okay. And okay. as far as like uh, more military, I do have an M2. Um, I do not have a C2, but I, I do have an M2 and that's right for big stuff. We, do, we use that for genome uh, threat. Yeah, yeah. Uh Meg, I know you. You know you've been around for a little bit now, so you're no longer our our uh, our. I don't know what you want to call it. Our Padawan. You've been around for a while now, so you're 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 in veteran I'm status graduated. now. You're veteran status now. Um, were, before this show, were you familiar with Crusader Industries' lore, or was it until not until this show? Were you familiar with like the company itself? Um, I was uh, like before this show, not. When I first started, absolutely, it was not familiar, but I'm, I'm a bit familiar. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to learn a lot from the show, though. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I hope so, too, because, I mean, for me, because there's a lot about this. One of the good things about doing these shows is that it forces me to kind of go back and look at stuff because I get, first of all, I forget stuff, but then there's this stuff, stuff that they put in with the lore team that they've expanded more and more. So mm -hmm. we're going to read that. Let's take a look at the, the history of Crusader Industries. There are a lot of people out there who may not know that there's a pretty interesting history with them. Makers of the Genesis Passenger Liner, an extensive fleet of cargo transport ships and cutting-edge shuttles, Crusader Industries is a titan of the aerospace industry. 
a company so powerful and prominent that it purchased a gas giant in the Stanton system to house its current headquarters. Despite its extraordinary success, founder August Dunlow was always proudest of the company's commitment to charitable work and, to this day, Crusader Industries remains one of the most generous, generous corporate donors to nonprofits across the UEE. As Dunlow famously said, what good are profits if they don't lead to progress? Over the years, some have interpreted this quote to mean that business need to constantly invest in themselves to stay on the cutting edge, a strategy Dunlow deployed as CEO. However, according to Francis Kinelow, author of Dunlow's authorized biography, The Progress, Dunlow so passionately advocated was, was social rather than financial. The betterment of humanity was the lifelong passion, his lifelong passions ever since he witnessed and was forever changed by one of the most shocking events in UEE history. August Dunlow remained Crusader Industries CEO for nearly five decades, retiring in 2846 to focus on full-time philanthropy. Several CEOs followed in his wake, each one committed to Dunlow's promise to devote a percentage of profits to charitable organizations, though some did so with more gusto than others. In 2865, Kaplan convinced Crusader's board of directors to purchase a low-mass gas giant and its three moons in the Stanton system from the UEE. Kaplan was convinced that the latticework of floating platforms built by the military would be an ideal place to save credits on the construction of their massive ships. She was, all, she was right. After consolidating operations there, Crusader reportedly saved 40% on the back end. A significant portion of those savings was passed along to the consumer, while they also provided increased support to charitable organizations. Today, Crusader remains atop the list of companies providing charitable donations. The good that it has enabled across the empire is undeniable. However, some critics have questioned whether more good could have come from the company's reduced, reduced its, if it had reduced its charitable spending to provide stricter security. One expert calls Crusader's rising security costs the biggest financial threat to the future of the company. So the, we put the link in there for you guys with that history. I did not put the entire history. The history for Crusader is super long, but I kind of gave you the, <laughs> the beginning of it and kind of the end of their history, just so you'll know, because uh, it talks about who Kaplan is and how Kaplan became CEO. Um I don't know if you've noticed this, Meg. Um, have you noticed that? And I hate to even admit this because there's a certain person in our chat who's just been bragging already. Have you ever noticed that when you go over toward Port, where Port O was, you know, where Seraphim is and stuff, the criminal activity is a lot more, more there's more of it versus Absolutely, at, at yeah. Hurston. You see the Hurston's cops stop you just when you try to pull out of the hangar. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And and that's part of what they're talking about. That's why we've got the issue over there with the nine is it nine tails or whoever it is that's over there with the stuff. Their security is a little on the lacking side. So uh, that is reflected in gameplay. That's why it's good to know lore, right? Because you yeah. get to figure out why certain things in the game. Some people might think, oh, it's just a bug. No, it's not a bug. It's deliberate yeah. that uh, that crummy family over there at Hurston, you know, they got the place locked down. All the Sith over there uh, got the place locked down, unlike over at Crusader. Um, FC, what about you? Were you familiar with the history here of August Dunlow? I know you know that's the name of the spaceport there and everything, but did you know all this stuff about uh, the lore for um, for? Uh, I, I've heard about it because I watched a certain 
pub uh, video, <laughs> so yes, I heard about it before, but yeah. it's been a while, so just to re-familiarize myself with, 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 with it. Go ahead and throw a plug in for that, because people need to know those videos are out there. Okay, yeah, so the actor pub, had, uh, the actor historian, uh, put out a video about Crusader, and uh, I don't I don't know when, but I, I, watched it, I watched it like several months ago. So, yeah, this encapsulated the history, but um, it's coming back to me as you were reading it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard about that before. So, yeah, he does a great job on um, talking about lore. So, yeah, the actor historian or the actor pub. Okay, cool. All right. Meg, why don't you go ahead and talk about the jurisdiction there and tell people about uh, why so, so what the security's like over there. Yes. While traveling within Crusader Industries governed space, be mindful that you are subject to not only UEE laws, but to the local jurisdictional laws as well. If you violate local laws, even unknowingly, you may be expelled, fined, arrested, or imprisoned. Just like UEE military and advocacy agents, local security personnel can require you to submit identification scans to establish your identity, conduct searches on, uh, of your person and vessel, and detain you with due cause. Always obey the directives of authorized security personnel. Be sure to familiarize yourself with the jurisdiction's criminal activities and comport yourself accordingly. Okay. FC, do you know? Meg, I just, I, I just, I just, I just have to say that Meg, you should read all your books because you have a voice for audible. audible. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she do a good job. Yeah, she do a good job. Yeah. FC, do you know where to find the jurisdictional laws in the game? Are you aware? Because some people may not know that there is a place in the game to find out the jurisdictional laws. Do you know? I uh, do not recall. Okay. I might know, but I might have forgotten. Let's see. Meg, <laughs> Meg, do you know? Do you know where to find the jurisdictional laws? Um, It's in the journal. There you go. Yeah. For each yeah. In your, in your Moby Glass, they'll tell you exactly what you can do to get arrested, whether you're carrying Widow or Slam. <laughs> Uh, the different levels of misdemeanor versus uh, heavier charges, all that stuff is there. Now, you know, interestingly enough, Meg, I'm not sure a lot of players know that that's there. Do you think most players know that stuff there? I mean, I know um, some do. Do you think most of them know it's there? I want to say no, and I just want to say I may have known that, but I got that from a Soul Citizens episode that I was on. Oh. So maybe that's why I know. <laughs> that's we were okay. going over the, the different laws and stuff like that, but I feel like you can, I just don't, really know why you would even go there really mm -hmm. as like a person who's never really been into games like this before mm -hmm. um so i'd say like if you were anything like me mm -hmm. um going into star citizen yeah i feel like you don't really i feel like it, you're just missing a better tutorial that surely will come soon enough like yep. we have a tutorial already now in now but yep. something that is really break down each section force you to go through it mm -hmm. and then you realize like oh this is like a really great place to find some information yeah um other than yeah. that you're pretty much just told where it is by other players yeah. which is like 99 percent of how the game works now the past three times i've been in game I, i've been pulled over by the um ue for scans right so but and, and sometimes i'm doing it and it's uh, they, they decide to scan me at some time when i'm out tab looking at a different window so i always feel like i'm being pulled over for a flying while black but yeah. I always get fined because I don't stop in time, so that that, that kind of sucks. But at least it's like it's only like a five k fine, depending on yeah. Well, be careful because depending on where you're at, it'll be a twenty k fine if you don't stop. So better to shut your engines and be still and look at your stuff because they will charge you twenty thousand a crack, depending on where you're at. Mm. To your point, Meg. 
The Moby glass is an issue in and of itself because a lot of people don't realize the importance of the Moby glass. You know what I mean? They, they get that introductory thing of how do I get somewhere, but they don't realize that the Moby glass is supposed to be like your guidebook to the game. So, and like you said, the journal, see, it used to be back in the day, the journal used to pop open first and then you could move around. This is way back when, when they first put it in. But that journal tells you, like you said, jurisdictional stuff. It tells you, you know, um, uh, stuff about the, the market, like what prices are going for. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there that because it's not completely implemented, they don't talk about, but I agree they have to figure out a way to let people know that that is there, you know, for them to access. Otherwise, you know, they'll be breaking laws and they have no idea, you know what I mean? That, they, mm. <laughs> that they've gone into some area. I mean, some people know it because of the drug running, but there's still a lot of other yeah. people that don't know. And, and what that old line, Griffin, uh, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Nope, nope. They sure <laughs> not. It's expensive, too. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Fast Car, why don't you uh, hit the one for Orison for us? Yes, sir. Orison is a city based on a series of interconnected platforms located in the upper atmosphere of Crusaders, Dragon 2, originally constructed by the United Earth Empire, UE. Navy to provide repair facilities for the capital ship. Crusader entities look at the existing infrastructure as an ideal location for their commercial shipbuilding operation. Over time, the city drifts from its position and, position and must be occasionally moved to a safe orbit by the synchronized firing of large structures built into each platform. Due to the gas giant Crusader's natural beauty and the presence of unique fauna such as the storm wall, Orson has become a popular tourist destination for visitors to the Stanton system. Cosby Center serves as the main hub for habitation, tourism, and commerce. The Skyway Center provides public transportation between platforms. Very cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this before, but I remember when uh, Orison, this is a little bit after it first got put in, I was over there with uh, Colossal, I think, and Nihilus, and we were sitting at the bar, and we were, I know, I know some of y'all gonna trip when I say this, we were sitting there waiting for the sun to set so we could see what the place looked like at night. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but have you, if you, if you sit there long enough, you'll actually see the platforms fire to adjust their position in orbit. Have you guys ever seen that? Oh yeah. You see this? Cool. Yeah, not. it is, isn't it, Meg? It, 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 at nighttime, you see all the jets come on underneath the platforms fast cart and it's compensating. You know, so that they remain where they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, zombie pig is like really. <laughs> yeah, really. Zombie they, pig. You've never seen it. Something. Go yeah, ahead, they, like, Say something over the sure. intercom before it happens. I think, and then yeah. you can feel it. Like you can almost feel it, mm -hmm. and like see the rumble on your screen. It's so cool. Yeah. If you're if you're on that platform that's moving. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it, it's it's it's. I mean, I, to think that they put that level of detail in, because most of us wouldn't be thinking about it. But if you're just you sitting there think looking, about it exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you think about keeping your ship stationary, but you, you, you think that you know they just be all like magic in order to keep their stuff uh, like a platform there. But yeah. nope. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Kate. Yeah. Correct. No. No. It's not really doing it, but it is there to give you that impression. My my. You know, my thing is yeah. that I'm just excited that along with the lore, they put that in the game. You know, because you know, the idea, it's kind of weird, but a lot of stuff about immersion is not about the things you see, but it's the things that happen. You just don't pay attention to them because they're natural to that thing. It's kind of like sound in the background. You know I mean? You expect to hear, like Fast Car, remember we were talking about when you hear your feet on the, you know, running across the hangar floor. Now, when yeah. you don't hear it, you notice it, you know, but 
when you hear it, you don't pay attention to it, you know, and in some ways, even there could be visual cues that support the lore. And I, th I just thought that was a very, very cool thing that they do have that in the game. Uh, some people don't pay attention to it. Me, I pay attention to all those little weird details like that. Um, but yeah, Orison is a very unique city. Um, would either of you live there now, now that it's kind of running better? Or do either of you live there now, Orison? Do you base out of there at all? Yeah, I do. It, do? Is, yeah. it is my second favorite place after Macrotech. I still, I live in uh, Mac New Raven. I live in New Raven. But yeah. Orison is my second. <laughs> yeah, Microtech's nice. Microtech's nice. But for the beauty, I, okay, let me put it to you this way. Let me say it a different way. If they started renting apartments, which one would you rent an apartment at? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Microtech New Babbage would probably be more expensive, but I, 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 I hope I can afford it. <laughs> yeah. See, I live in Chicago, so I get sick of looking at snow. So, you know, for me to be an Orison would probably be a better pick for me. I don't want to look at snow any longer than I have to, you know. Microtech is pretty, though. Don't get me wrong. You know, Apple City is nice, but. I don't know. There's something about when you've, and I'm sure you guys have done this. I don't know if you've done it, FC. I know Meg has. Because remember one time, Meg, I ran to you, Meg. We were up there having a fight up on one of oh, those buildings. Remember that? We were up there. I'm not going to lie. Uh -huh. That is still the craziest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> like, I did not purposely load into your server or anything. That was by chance. No it we was by chance we you saw each other. Yep. We're at the same platform, yep. random yep. platform yep. for a tower mission. Like, what? Yep. And we and had you a saved blast. my life. Yeah, we had a blast Thank up you. there. It was so much fun. We had we had so much fun up there. But, you know, I, I love when you land up there and you see those places like a penthouse up there. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. You know, they let me live oh, yeah. here, land my ship up here. Yeah, it's awesome. We got fire pit, all types of cool stuff up there. But anyway, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But Orison uh, is a good uh, I will say one thing. I, one reason I might prefer uh, New Babbage over, over Orison because say if the structure failed and, and, and start falling, you may not have, you may not have enough time to to reach the ship in order to get up, get, 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 get in the orbit. But the uh, Microtech, if the heat is there, the the environmental and um, stuff fail, you put on a suit and, and still stay warm. So yeah, <laughs> you have more time in case something so something goes wrong. Just just jump off the platform and land on a whale. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. This is not Ahsoka, okay? I know, <laughs> I know, I know, right? I know. Okay, let's see. What do we got next? That one was Fast Cart. You read that one, right? On Orison? Orison, yeah. Okay, so I'll get the next one. I got the good old cityscape. So let's talk about the cityscape because that is one of the things that does make um, Orison look pretty and uh, talk about the. We'll talk about tourism too. Um, named after the founder of CI, I guess referring to. Crusader Industries. Uh, the August Dunlow Spaceport is the is the city's main point of entry, and it's connected via Skyway Shuttle to the Indus Industrial District's Providence Platform and the Commercial and Residential District's Cloudview Center. The Cloudview Platforms contain residences, shops, places to eat and drink, a Crusader Industries showroom, the Orison General Hospital, and Crusader's Visitor Center with other amenities. Parks and other plant field areas built to invoke nature are scattered throughout each district. The iconic Hosanna tree that decorates the walkways was created by Cloud, uh, I was say Cloud Imperium, by um, Crusader Industries to withstand high winds and low humidity to self-pollinate and beautify Orison with its pink flowers. Um, in 3.21, some of you all already know, you've read the the patch notes that they have expanded the platforms now, so there will be other missions and areas to go into. 
Um, but the cityscape there is very beautiful. One of the things I remember the first time I went there and uh, Meg, I saw those pink flowers floating around on the ground and everything. And I was like, that is so cool. I thought it was so cool that they went to that level of animation, even though some people could care less. But for me, I like that type of stuff. Um, have either of you guys gone to the showroom there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've yeah, been there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that showroom is going to be big enough for them to put a, a Starliner in there, a Genesis? Nope. <laughs> I, I mean, they have. Well, do they have the eight, the C two and M two? They had those in there, right? They, How much bigger than that? They've is got the, the um, MSR Starliner. in there. Is the is the C two and A two in there? I don't think those ships are in there, are they? I thought they were outside. Outside. Okay, my yeah, bad. I can't remember. It's been so long since no, I've been no, in the show. They, they put it outside then. Yeah. I can't remember. What do you guys, do you guys remember? Either outside or one, one of them is there. I can see them putting the Starlighter out the outside pads. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be the outside pads. I mean, it's very cool that they have a showroom there that you can see ships. And I'm kind of hoping that that's kind of like Fast Card or Precursor. To, and just so you know this, Meg, Fast Card's real home is supposed to be Terra. And so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Yeah, so if, if they do it in Terra, I'll be happy because that's where Origin is. Uh, but I, I do like the fact that they actually have showrooms for ships. Uh, for mm-hmm. for um, for Magnus, that's where Drake is. Uh, I forget where Aegis is. Are they? They're not Earth. I forget where Aegis is. No, in, they're in not Anvil. Earth. I I've, I've forgotten where they are. But I do dig the fact that they have the showrooms there. I think that's pretty cool. You know, because they got those. It's a C two that they're working on, right? You see the sparks and stuff flying out there. Not the showroom, but the uh, Providence platform. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah At the great. Providence platform? Okay, yep. okay. Um, that also they, is really cool. They say, yeah. they say Killian is where Aegis is. Oh, Killian. Okay, cool. Somebody knows where Aegis is. That's great. Um, well, you know what they didn't mention oh. here? was Custom Crows. Custom Crows. What's it called? Custom Crows? Custom Crows, yeah. yeah. Cousin Crows, yeah. Cousin Crows. Cousin Crows, yeah. Cousin Crows. Cousin Crows, Custom, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. they didn't mention that. Uh, but a lot of people like going to. Well, let me ask you a question, Meg. Why do you like going here? Is it because uh, you, is it the view and stuff, or is there stuff that you buy there? Because some people like to go there and get their engine or their quantum's and stuff. Uh, specifically to um, Orison, or just Orison. Picking. I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I guess. Yeah, Orison. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I go there for XL1. I think TS2 stuff okay. like that. Like they, they have that available, so it's usually just like a one-stop shop for okay. all the stuff you need. Okay. You have like really good shields too. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, Atlas. Maybe not Atlas. Maybe a Voyage. They have really good stuff in there. Yeah, they need to expand that paint list. I know that that paint little thin <laughs> over there at the uh, Cousin Crows. Um, but yeah, that's I know there's some there are some components that a lot of people they they yeah, especially now that the distance to get there is shorter, people don't mind flying over there and getting stuff there. So uh, so mm-hmm. Griffin, I have a question for question, quick question. Like I I, I, I noticed it when you were reading, um it's a name after the founder of C I and you know, C I whatever we think of a C I we think of C I G. But you know, Robert Space Industries is obviously named after Chris Robert. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that, that, that there's a um, analogy or uh, some kind of uh, connection between CIs, uh, Cloud Imperium, and uh, oh, and, uh, and Crusader, Crusader Industries? Industries or, I think it might be just more uh, uh, of a fluke. I think it might be more of a fluke. That is me. I, I don't know <laughs> if they would connect it that far. 
because Chris was real. Dang. Uh, well, he was very you obvious about the RSI thing. You know, he they talked about that, but you never know. Like you said, who knows? Uh, but uh, I, I, I'm very interested in you know where they're going to expand this because there are some other areas of of, um, of uh, Orison that, as we keep reading, we're going to talk about why it's laid out the way it is. And 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 Cloud Imperium did talk about their structure of building out these different uh, platforms and stuff. Cause I really do believe that this idea of us living someplace is going to happen fairly soon. Not just mm. in, not just in outposts, but because they remember they even showed us um, corporate. No, remember they talked about offices and stuff for corporate for missions in the buildings. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's another thing I think that they're going to be doing for cityscapes. Um, Cause right now all we do is like those, those box missions, right, Meg? Up on the roofs, that's about the most that yep. we do in buildings right now? Yep. Right, okay, so that's going to be, hopefully that'll be coming. All right. Meg, let's jump to you for tourism here. Okay. Orison enjoys a steady stream of tourists to the Stanton system, drawn to Crusader for its scenic aspects and unique ecosystem. Visitors interested in the skies of Crusader can visit the Grand Observatory underneath the Visitor Center, which provides views of Crusader's prismatic clouds. Storms deep in the atmosphere can be observed there, along with passing animals that live uh, their lives in the air. One such animal, the Stormwall, is another of Orison's main attractions, a colossal creature that can grow up to 100 meters long. The Stormwall is a planktivore that subsists on thousands of tiny plankton-like animals that float in the currents of the wind. Enthusiasts can board a discovery tour to visit the nearby Stormwall Sanctuary and observe these majestic fauna in their natural habitat. Those more inclined to stay in Orison can visit the Stormwall um, statue until then by artist Bethasha Zoo in the Cloudview Center. Sorry if I butchered that. Yeah, you did good. You know what? I just yeah, thought about bro. something. I just thought about something. In the monthly report, right. they said they were working on a new creature. Ooh. I wonder. You think this might be it? Or you think it might be something else for Pyro? Oh, I mean, there's new to find is new a feature we don't know about, or new is like something that they haven't worked on before. Because I mean, it could be could be either one, right? They did show us the storm wall before in game. Yeah, they have. It was it's a, a creature. Yeah, a, some type wow. of animal, some type of some type of something that they were making. Fauna, yeah. Um, or fauna, yeah. They they showed us the storm wall. I wish I had pulled the video. Uh, at the I when IAE was at Orison. And that opening sequence, right at the end, you see the storm walls. Oh uh, yeah, very briefly, and it's hard to see. You yeah, it if, you, if you're not looking if at the right not plane. Looking, yeah, they show them, uh, but these things are pretty big. They're the size of a starfarer in length, so they're pretty big. Um, yeah, I know. So it'll be <laughs> they're pretty interesting. Yeah, but, the first thing brings up a good point. It could be the pyro crab because they're working on pyro. Well, it could be. Yeah, it could be the pyro crab. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I I just noticed that they were working on something. Um, but tourism is a big thing here. People come here to come and chill and relax and have a good time. Uh, they've got the convention center there, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, and I I know we did a we did, was it a show we did or was it just a stream? What did we do that time? Fast cart. We all went up to the bar. And Colossal was passing out drinks, and he got drunk. That was a what, Saturday down again. Was it a Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Um, we had about maybe 14 people up there at the roof sitting around the uh, fire pit. 
and uh, watched Colossal pass out several times. Uh, we had a good time <laughs> there. So that was our touring and having a good time that day. Uh, but yeah, tourism is a big thing um, here at Orison. And I am curious to see what CIG will put in. You guys have any ideas of what will make people want to go places? Like, could that be like a reputation thing? Like, you know, if you visit certain places or maybe there's certain activities, what do you think would make people go visit places like Orison beyond going to buy components? Is there some a game mechanic Ooh, you think they could do? exploration for one thing, but um, that, that, that's a gameplay thing. Mm -hmm. um, as far as getting reputation, uh, maybe there's a guild or something uh, in-game, or maybe a player-run guild that, you know, if you prove that you visit really certain places, you, you get reputation in, 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 in that uh, player-run guild. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as anything official, I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Meg, any ideas about any gameplay loops that would make you go to a place as a tourist? I mean, the storm walls could be something, right? Going to go see the, the whale ride, basically. I guess it's like a Disney kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I think, would you would you be interested in going like to that tour? To go see the storm oh, walls? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, you yeah. would? Okay. Me too, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know there have been plenty of people talking about they want to go out there and hunt the whales, but I just kind of curious. Cool. Why, folks? Why? <laughs> why? Leave, leave the ways of whales alone. <laughs> there are people that want to do that, okay? Um, okay, uh, what are we on? The Vision Center? Vision uh, Center, is, yeah. that, is that me this time? Who is that this time? Is that Fast Car? Or Meg? Is that Meg? I think that's Meg, right? I can do it. Yeah, please. <laughs> the Vision Center is a convention or exposition center located in Orison on Crusader. Accessible by the public transit system, uh, trout. Is that supposed to be trout? Trout, the use of the vision center line. Sorry, I've never seen that word before in my life. Yeah, let me see what does it say. That might be a typo. Through the use. Oh, through. Should be through. Yeah. My apologies. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. That's a typo. Typo. I'll start from the top. Okay. Everybody ready? Yep. The vision center is a convention or exposition center located in Orison on Crusader. Accessible by the public transit system through the use of the Vision Center line. She's such a perfectionist. Thank you for reading that for us. Absolutely. <laughs> T-H-R-U. God, how did I get my capital letters there? Through. Through the use. There we go. Yeah, Trout. Yeah, Trout. That, that did not make sense. Um, Vision Center is our newest convention center. Is that correct, Fastcart? That's the newest one, right? It feels like it, yeah. Because um, is the last one. Yeah, that's our newest center. Um, the convention center has, it, at all the cities when we've had them, have been kind of bare. They, they, we just have like the IAE and then you never use them again, but just never recently them, yeah. they started using them again, Meg. What did they tell everybody what they started using the convention centers for, Meg? What? Oh, you don't remember? Oh, I thought you, I thought maybe you had been there before. You haven't been there other than IAE? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, but what else do they do other than conventions? Oh, maybe you haven't been there. But I this. have a guess. I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Oh, I feel like I know, but I'm just blanking. That's okay. Fast card okay. help her out. What is it? I think it's Invictus Week, right? No, other than Invictus. What else? Okay, you said yeah, IAE. No, I you said IAE. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I meant to say, I, well, whatever the convention. I said other than the convention, what else goes on at the convention centers? Oh, really? Oh, Meg, we got to get Fast Card in the game more. The, the go-kart races <laughs> happen there. Oh, oh my gosh, I have been there. Yeah, yeah, the racing. That's a bad time. Don't go there. Ah. 
of your wheels fall off. You get stuck. Yeah, the joker gets away. Yeah, the, but you know what? I am glad that they found some other use for them, but I'm hoping they find some other uses too, right? Um, who was that? Abyssinian. Abyssinian. Thank you, Abyssinian. Yeah, Abyssinian. Thank you for the uh, the, thank the you, thank you. Up. You know what I would love to see happen there, Meg? I would love for them to do, and I know this may be kind of weird, but I remember seeing um, uh, what was it? It was face when Facebook was changing over to their thing. Um, and they were doing the meta thing and they were doing the live concerts where you could go into the virtual world. Oh, I would love for them to have some type of virtual concerts, you know, where you could go there and actually see performances and stuff, you know, you have to buy your ticket and show up and that would be another form of tourism. Cool if, if the, if the acoustic and the auditorium actually affected what it sounds like. The audio sound. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah. They might do something like that, but I yeah. don't think they'll do that. But I would love to see, I just want those, I want these places to be places that literally like when we're playing the game and you look up on the, the uh, billboards and stuff, they'll say there's mm -hmm. somebody performing on this particular day. You know what I mean? When you go over there, there's an actual mm. concert going on. And maybe if you go, you gain reputation for tourism. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you attended the concert and stuff. Um, what, mm -hmm. what Parker said too, spectate at mill races. It's like any, yes. any event or something Being like Being able that, to watch. Really cool. Oh, that would be so cool, right? They could put the big screens up and you could watch stuff from there even. I mean, there's a lot of stuff other than the conventions, right? That they could use those centers for, which is like what happens in a lot of places, right? They use them for big scale things and then smaller scale events too that they could have. Um, and I'm sure there's some other stuff that you guys have future Travis Scott, <laughs> Travis Scott concert. Um, Beyonce. Oh my God. Yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to see the convention centers become even more instead of just this once in a, you know, once in a while thing that literally there's like a, like fast cart, which about LA, a rotating schedule. You know what I mean? Cause then that makes players look and see what's going on. What's the latest thing happening at these locations. Um, I mean, Chris Farmer does have people in the, uh, people, no people in the industry, so maybe he could get, um, maybe he could get Celine Dion or someone. Yeah. And Anonymous, thank you for the 20 gifts. Oh job. my God, Anonymous again. Thank you so thank much. You. Oh God, we got to listen to James Brown. James Brown 20 times, here he comes. Every week. <laughs> we get to, we go, we're going to start having to hear James Brown in our sleep with this happening uh but thank you so much anonymous y'all give a shout out to anonymous who's been supporting if it's the same anonymous or a different anonymous, we always appreciate anonymous folks yeah. so thank you for giving out so many wonderful oh, gifts did i get a gift sub oh i got a gift sub okay i could put some icons out there now that's great thank you for telling me that all right so that's the vision center yeah very very cool thing all right let's move on our list here uh jade i'm not jade um, I was going to say Jay because I was going to say Jay will probably enjoy this my, my conversation. Was, uh, just read, so it's my turn. No, 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 no. I was going to say Jay will probably be into this particular topic um, oh. because I know she's into the whole Stormwall thing and the whales. So <laughs> we got to listen to James Brown. Fastcar, it's on you this time. I'm just going to ignore James Brown, but we, we appreciate the sub, so thank you. Yep. Uh, and this is like. Uh, Stormall. The Stormall is a warm-blooded vertebrae indigenous to Crusader, Stanton II, United Earth and Fire, UE. It was discovered in 2855 when three workers assembling Provident platform for the UE Navy were startled by a Stormall rising from the depth of the planet atmosphere, causing them to drop some of their tools. The Stormall is the largest known animal with the ability to fly. Some Stormalls can reach 100 meters in length, 
upon reaching adulthood. They are the most they are the most commonly rosy gray in color, iridescent and red fins, and lightly striped hide flecked with gold. Uh, deep blue stormwalls with blue-gray fins have also been observed. They have long spade, uh, spade, spade snout, I'm sorry. They have long spade-shaped snout and four eyes, two on each side of their head. Four long barbells trailed off their head from the chin and the brow, which are used alongside filament on their pictorial dorsal and tail fin to sense the minuscule and electricity electrical field of aeroplankton and chiami, their main prey. Four other elongated non-filled fins are situated on their left and right side of the stormwater belly. Six nostrils on either side of the stout and two enormous cavities just behind the head take up take in air that is internally distilled by specialized organs to contain only helium and hydrogen, which is then used to fill the inner flight bladders that enable the stormwater to maintain flight. Excess air is expelled and new air is taken as taken in as needed. So I wonder if they were to talk, they'd have a real high pitched voice since they take in helium. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they're too big to have a high pitched voice. <laughs> they're too big. Um, uh, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if, if they get enough fuel, can can they travel to a different galaxy? Oh boy, here we go. You're gonna bring in some Star Wars lore, huh? <laughs> okay. Though that would be or interesting. Or go or jump to a different system. How about that? Yeah, that would be. I'll keep it in the verse. That keep would in be the interesting. That would be interesting. Um, question. Uh, do you think that, and mind you, I know people talk about there's supposed to be an aspect of being able to harvest things off of these. We don't know exactly what the deal is with that. Um, but these creatures, let me just sigh before I say this, and I know I'm going to get somebody upset because I'm being a tree hugger right now, but humans love to see things like this and say, I want to kill one. So what do you guys feelings are about these creatures? Should they be docile? where people can kill them and maybe pull resources from them. I, I wonder how you're going to, even if you kill it, it's not like this thing is floating. I mean, it maybe it will float because of the helium, but there is gravity in Crusaders, so I would think that it's going to sink. But my other question is... how much air they got in there, right? Right. Tractor beams. What are we talking about here? Well, maybe tractor beams, possibly, <laughs> for something that's 100 meters long. Probably so. But my, other, but my other question is... Should this thing also possibly turn aggressive if it's attacked? What do you think would be the better way for it to be docile if you can get to it? Or do you think it should be, if you piss this thing off, you might have some problems? I'm of the opinion, I'm of the same opinion of with you, Griffin. I am a tree hugger. So I'm like, why would you want to mess with these things? I mean, I'm just they have some kind of, I don't know. Captain Ahab moment? Some, some, some kind of processing that you, that 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 uh, the meat or something that they produce has some kind of chemical effect that that is only available in stormwall. Why why do that? But yeah, I think it, it, they probably will be docile until until attack. And if they do get if they do do get attack. Uh, didn't this thing have some kind of electrical field thing? So they might use but that's that for, as some kind of. Well, you see what Risto said. Risto said they should have an EMP. <laughs> He admitted EMP. Hey, that works too. <laughs> that would be interesting. I don't if they know could, how that would work. That would work, but I don't know how it, how it would work. Put it that way. <laughs> an electrical shield or field would be interesting. You know, you take a chance on it if you get caught in the field. But 
I don't know, Meg, what do you think? You think they should be docile and harvestable? Like, you know, like literally you can capture one and harvest it for resources, or do you think it should be more of a, not a predator, but, you know, if you mess with it, you know, it's a 50-50 yeah. shot. Yeah, Gomab said it, and uh, I agree with Gomab that they should be peaceful but super deadly when attacked. I think it makes sense to have things in game with that. Um, you can uh, scavenge and try to sell. Like, if it is against the law, then that means, you know, if you can yeah. get a hold of it, it's probably worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so I think that that would be cool to be able to do that, but um, it, yeah, I guess that's all I had to say. I don't well, know. well, no, to your point, I, I, they, I, I do, I do, I do have an alternative. When when they get attacked, they 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 have a call put on the call and, and they heard and something coming yeah. the attacker. Ooh. So you're screwed if they do that. Yeah. You, you got to take it out with one hit. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you got some problems. Yeah, I think the like lore that. the lore says that they're protected in the at the uh, conservatory. Now it doesn't say right. out in the wild. So basically, the places they take you to for tourism, those are protected by the Crusader Industries. But if they are wild, you know, where you can find them in other places, they, I don't know if they've, I don't know if they've designated that if you find it out in the wild, it's also still considered a, a protected animal. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that, you know, uh, but I, I am very curious to see them on the tours and everything. So I wonder if they'll let players be tour guides. That would be pretty, it's going to be automated probably, but it would be kind of It's probably cool. going to be automated. I don't see them yeah. letting players I take it that. as a tour guide, John. I mean, well, I'll put it this way. Players can can do it, you know, can do the whole their own thing outside yeah. of the of the official um NPC one. Okay, fair fair enough for that. Fair enough. I I did. By the way, I did turn off James Brown's microphone well, uh, while he was counting down so that you could read. So I'm gonna turn his microphone by back. By the on. time I finished, he he would have been done. No 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 no. He was still going. <laughs> trust me. He came up about eight more times. So I got I turned him off. All right, but I got him back on. Uh, yeah, what? Actually, no, I think I just totally forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Uh -huh. If it comes back, just give us a shout. Not a problem. All right. Who read that last one? Was it? Who oh, was? I remember. Go ahead, Mick. Go okay, ahead, go ahead. I remembered. Um, so with the with the jobs, um, I, they they do have, like, a rating system. Um, like, mm -hmm. if you revive somebody, give them um, medical support or, mm -hmm. you know, any of that transport and stuff like that. Right. I could see them, like, Maybe potentially that it would be cool mm -hmm. if you could. Same with like uh, the E one coming out, right. being able to transport the Starliner, being mm -hmm. able to transport people, and it not be an actual mission. But like if it was a mission, it'd be nice to have that rep grind instead of box delivery missions and yeah. the stuff that we're used to. Um, some people like doing that, and like like Pascar said, like there are people that do that outside of the missions, and you know mm -hmm. people will send them money. But I think that would be cool for them to somehow implement that. I think you hit on a good idea. I think that it could be, it could come out as a mission. So like people like DK, right? DK can't wait till he gets his Genesis, right? His Starliner. Um, or people who have an E1, even though they could, like you said, NPC automated so that, you know, every 15 minutes one goes out, but maybe there is a mission for someone. If you take one, you can pick people up and take them in there and get reputation for it. No reason why they can't be a part of people who are into transport. I think that's a good idea, Meg, that people would be able to find a different way to gain reputation. And, you know, there's reputation that you can get from a lot of areas, not just like, let's say it's touring, uh, but there also could be reputation for the different, like like Crusader itself. You know what I mean? You've done something for Crusader. 
uh, and that gives you a better status as a visitor there or having residency there. Uh, mm. You kind of earn your way of being at these places. If, or maybe it affects your rent. You know, you do some good stuff at mm. Crusader, your rent is cut by 20%. Who knows? Like you said, there's a lot of ways that they could play with it that drives economy. It makes it so that you're always having to do something. If you want to keep that rent, you know, without your rent increase happening, fast cart, you know, uh, <laughs> without your rent so going on, you know, you, you, you get a discount on on, on fueling and, and putting yeah. ammo in, into your ship. Yeah, yeah. You could get discounts, all types of cool stuff they could do. There's so much room for things they could do to kind of keep players constantly, you know, you, in other words, you don't max out on your dough. You're always going to need to be making money to do something in the game. So, all right, let's go ahead and talk about uh, this newest one, Seraphim Station. Uh, who's that on? Is that on me this time, or is that fast? I believe it at you, Griffin. Me? Okay. Um, Seraphim Station uh, is an R&R-owned space station located in the trade lanes above Crusader, offering breathtaking views of the planet below. Facilities include a cargo deck, cassava outlet, Platinum Bay, the unbranded armor shop, uh, the food court. Actually, there is a brand on that uh, armor shop, I think. I, I can't remember. Uh, the station replaced Port O in Alpha 3.20 in order to take advantage of the modular station building blocks used for all other R&R space stations in the game. Port Olasar will return at some point in the future as the developers recognize its significance to the player community. Um, fast card, really? yep, yep, fast card, I'll go to you first on this one. Um, you were around when Port O was first brought in and you were around when Seraphim has been brought in and, uh, you think players have kind of adjusted to it and adapted to it? I don't hear a lot of tears falling. I think that people had their their moment of reflection and nostalgia. But do you think that they've embraced Seraphim Station now? That that, that was just that was just an underhanded way of me calling me old, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been around for a long time. Yeah, um, I, I I I went to Seraphim today, and I went to Seraphim on the first day after it it, it came out. And yeah, I I, I, I do miss Port Star, but I mean, I, eventually this I think th th this will become you know this is a, a, a good standing for Port Star. But what, what, what was your specific question about? Um... Well, my question was, do you think that the player base has embraced Seraphim? Uh, I know there was a little bit of so-so about Seraphim. Some people kind of felt like. They were looking for a, a different design, you know, that they kind of felt like it was like more of a copy and paste to, yeah, they, you know. I, I had that feeling, but I mean, cause the, the thing is, I, 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 I myself, I, I got lost in it. I, I've yet to find a galleria. I know it's there, but I, <laughs> the, the food court, I mean, I, oh, yeah. I know it's there, but yeah, I haven't been there. I, I thought I had, I had to watch a video. I'm like, this can't be all of it. So, like, what am I missing? Because I, 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 must have, I must have to take a, take a left turn to Albuquerque because I can never find that thing <laughs> it's, but, it's, yeah. it's in a location that you wouldn't think it would be I, mm -hmm. I found it for the first time today and i was like oh that's where <laughs> i it should is. have followed you <laughs> yeah. yeah i am um, yeah. you know I, 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 as, far as, as far as the community goes i'm i think it's too soon for them to, to say that, that they've embraced it but that's my opinion well as much as I love Port Olisar, I'm glad that they were able to give us something that accommodates all ships now, because that was one of the other problems with Port O. Um, the ship sizes and changes over the years and brought, came to a place where certain ships couldn't even come out of there. So at least now. Also, I, hmm? also, I, I think it's, it's great because it cuts down on, on pad, pad ramming, because you know, they have their little yes. cubby thing that you have to land in to, yeah. to get your ship in and out of. Yep, it, it, it has reduced that. 
Uh, and of course, the other things that we gained by getting this is we have the military aspect of it on the far end on your right, which is where security will be for when you're doing bounty hunting missions and you have to turn in people. So we, we, we didn't have that at the old station. Uh, there are both the, to Fastcart's point, the hangar pads or hangar landing areas, plus there's pad areas to land. Also, we got a cargo, a cargo deck, right, which we didn't have before. So now there is a cargo deck, which gives some room for that too. Um, so I'm really curious to see what this one's going to be like, you know, Port, uh, not Port O, uh, Everest Harbor and Bajini both move cargo and freight from, um, a station, an orbital station down to, in Microtech to land masses. But this one is moving cargo and freight down to a cloud, a, a cloud city. So I am kind of curious to see what moving items back and forth are is going to look like because you can't take a whole, I mean, not that you can do it on the other planets, but I am kind of curious to see how deliveries will be done, uh, down in Orison <clears throat> versus the other places where I see, I can see how can delivery can be done a little bit easier or have more flexibility. Maybe that's a better way of putting it, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, one, mm -hmm. one of the great things about, about the is that if you can find a gallery and the food court, it has more options than not uh, than put than put on the side. That's that's, that's also a, a, another plus. Yeah, yeah. And more merchandise from, from the stores. Yeah. And by the way, just so you guys will know, for lore's sake, when you check out the page for um, Crusader, you'll find out that Seraphim has significance to Crusader as well. So it wasn't just a random name that they picked. It is a name that is in lore in particular for crusader industries so uh because crusader is a holy thing and seraphim is an angel okay well that I yes that. and there's an aspect of parts of the company there's another division of the company where seraphim comes from that they'll talk about in the lore as well so you guys can take i've forgotten what it is now but you can take a look at that when you get some time okay so let's take a quick break uh, as we mentioned to you guys earlier, uh, we are in the midst of our fundraising uh, for St. Jude. And again, we do really appreciate all that you guys have done thus far. We just want to give you an update on where we are in relation to St. Jude. So we're going to take a quick look at the video and then we're going to talk about it and we're going to get back to the show. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and YouTube are teaming up to help end childhood cancer. In September, supporters from across the nation come together during Childhood Cancer Awareness Month to raise money for the kids of St. Jude. And that's when YouTube gamers will be posting videos and live streaming to raise funds to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because all a family should worry about is helping their child live. Money Raise also supports the research that leads to groundbreaking medical discoveries that St. Jude freely shares around the globe. I can only imagine as a parent the relief that they feel when someone like St. Jude steps in. I think it's a really good lesson for us to realize that we need to do more and we can do more. It is a huge step in the right direction, a huge step in helping just people and giving back. It's all for good and we have a responsibility, a social responsibility to help out. Find your favorite video or live stream during St. Jude Play Live on YouTube for Childhood Cancer Awareness Month and donate to this amazing cause. Your support will help St. Jude further its incredible mission. Finding cures, saving children. Let's end childhood cancer together. 
All right, gang, that is it for St. Jude this week. Um, as you guys know, we have been climbing the ladder in our giving, uh, starting out at our $500 tier, and each milestone has been coming up each and each, every, every other week. Uh, you guys now have us at over $6,000. There are only four more tiers. Four more tiers. Look at all the tiers that you guys have accomplished thus far, and we are just short of uh, reaching our next tier of $7,000 for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Can we raise that today? Can we raise it within the week? I know we can do it. So we're going to ask that if you haven't given, if you'd like to consider giving to St. Jude Children's Hospital, please do. If you've done it already, again, we really appreciate you. Uh, don't feel free. Don't forget to share it with other people. Let them know about it. We're going to be advertising all week because this is our final week on this St. Jude campaign. We've been doing this since June. We're wrapping it up with Citizen Con weekend next Dang, weekend. <laughs> I know, I know. And so this weekend, we're going to give you what the final results are and the final numbers. Uh, but we do uh, really appreciate all that you guys have done for St. Jude Children's Hospital. It has been an amazing ride. And again, to our angel donor, thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, thank you. You guys have just been fabulous. And again, we are at $6,100, $900 short of our next level of giving away a brand new merchantman. Okay. All righty. Let's get back to it. Uh, let's see. We left off with Seraphim, right? Yes. Okey so we're on selling now. Okie dokie. All right. I'm going to take it to Yo. Yo, this is on you. Let's talk about, uh, no, I know you want to talk about the other planet. So I'll let Fast Cart do selling, okay? Because I know which planet okay. you want to talk about. Uh, so selling, stacking 2A, habitable, no. Equatorial uh, radius, 260 kilometers. Selling in the natural satellite of Crusader, the moon is volcanically active and has over 1,100, I'm sorry, 100 volcanoes. Named after the youngest of three siblings, featured in the 24th century, of children more morality to tell a gift for Baba. This moon features over 100 currently dominant uh, volcanoes that are said to be represent Saturn's simmering anger. Burning with volcanic activity, Saturn is a counter of the icy, of her icy sister. Although the volcanoes have been dormant for hundreds of years, the surface is dotted with thermal geysers that erupt without notice. The largest of such geysers can destroy heavy vehicles. Heavy vehicles. Highly corrosive clouds of gas are regularly released from the moon's surface creating a low visibility and damaging anything caught outside. Uh, Philip Jews built the first permanent homestead, homestead on Southern in 2906. On 2904, October 2nd, Pat Farley completed the first successful solo circumnavigation of Southern on a, on a ground vehicle. Notable location, farm, Gallet Farms, family, Gallet family farm, uh, farm to mills, hydro farm, Mining, Tram and Myers Mining, Research, Hick Research Outpost. Okay, very cool. Um, Selen, um, I remember back in the day, uh, Meg, before you got into the game, uh, one of the things that was important to us about Crusader was this is where we got Port O, but it was also, we didn't have Hurston, we didn't have Microtech, we didn't have, you know, we couldn't go to those other planets. And, and so, you went to these moons. That was where we always would go have our fun, basically. Um, and selling, uh, even though there wasn't a lot there at the time, there there was another reason why people would go to selling, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I'm like really hoping that when we read the lore of this, this whole thing about these volcanic areas and stuff, 
become a real gameplay factor for us in the game so that when you go there, CIG has talked about the fact that they will have, like we have different type of flight suits and armor that environmental suits will actually be significant. In other words, if, if the, if the atmosphere is corrosive, expect that your suit is going to start taking damage and wear, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. you really have to bring the right thing with you because right now everybody just kind of runs around around their flight suit and some armor. Um, but if you know that your armor is going to go in, but not protect you because of the atmosphere, um, that's going to be an issue. CIG has already told us that they're working on radio radiation suits. I think that's even kind of hinted by this, you know, the thing they're putting out for, um, the day of Vara right now, the Halloween thing, it's a radiation helmet. So. I'm hoping that that type of stuff comes in for gameplay. And uh, so I'm going to ask both of you guys, have you guys started thinking about when you're tricking out your ships and you start putting stock on them? Have you guys thought about like how many suits you'll have to have on there? Or, is it, or are you still kind of just worrying about weapons and fuel and food? Or have you gotten to the point where you're saying, if I'm flying this ship, I need to have at least X number of flight suits and X number of environmental suits. Have you guys gone there yet as far as planning? Or are you just kind of waiting a little while to get to see how it goes? Waiting. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been... uh, so, I mean, look at my gameplay is in, 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 in the game, yeah, so that's why I'm waiting. Yeah. But, yeah. My... But, uh, I mean, thanks, thanks to some generous uh, donation, mm -hmm. I, I do have a new flight stick that I thank to Soul Citizen and New Soul for, for getting me for my birthday. So <laughs> I, I, do, I, I have been in the game more often this weekend than I have in, in you know, past months. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, even if you're just doing arena commander or something like that, it, that's fine. I, I'll tell you what I've been doing. Uh, this last patch in 319 and 320, but in 319, I started doing it. Colossal's been doing this for a while, and I had, I would just maybe get one ship, like, you know, like, Meg, you're saying, like, you got your MSR, and I would just get my one ship, and I would kind of trick it out, and everything else I'd leave behind. But recently, what I've been doing is I'll come in the game. I base out of R-Corp. And so what I'll do is I'll, everything's there, right? You know, when a patch comes in, all your junk goes back to your home place, right? So I'll go there. Then I'll go up to Bajini and I'll transfer every ship that I know I want to be able to do. And I put them in Bajini. I don't leave out of R-Corp anymore because leaving from the space station is much more expeditious and fast. Then what I'll do is I'll load up a ship. And when I'll go looting and all that stuff. I'll go get everything I need to stock those ships. And what it's giving me is a better understanding of, first of all, how much time and money I'm gonna have to put into this game when I'm playing. And I don't mean cash money, I mean credits, to be able to get the components, the weapons, the clothing, the flight suits. And now that they're starting to put like, where storage works, like you know how like gun racks actually work now, lockers actually work. I'm actually, when you go on my F-18, I'm not my F-18, my 315P, the gun racks have, the two type, I've got a sniper rifle and some other type of thing, maybe a P4 or a C54. They're scoped out with silencers and everything on them. Then right next to that is a closet door. You open that closet door, all my civilian clothes are in there, plus some medical stuff and this, that, and the other. And then I might open up that little refrigerator. There's four bottles of juice in there, my, my dehydrated food. And you know what you find out? You find out how much time it takes to get that to happen in the game. And so uh -huh. I'm doing it now because this is playtest time and this is like a cool time. And I can start realizing to stock my ship, it's going to cost me 28,000 UEC. And I start getting a general idea. Now, mind you, we know that the economy is going to change number and those numbers are going to change, but it does give me an idea of what it takes for me to be able to stock up my ship. So 
I'm just suggesting for people to start doing that because we're getting closer and closer to where your credits are going to mean something beyond buying components and weapons. But you're really going to have to start thinking, because Meg, you were saying this earlier about being able to log out in your ship. You know, it's not going to be this thing of every time I wrap up the game, I'm going back to a station. A lot of times, especially when new systems come in, you're going to end up logging out on a moon, a planet, or in the ship. And uh, if you ain't got the stuff with you, you know, it's going to be a thing. So that's what I've been doing. Also, mm-hmm. And also, not only with the economy change, when they do switch over, uh, the starting credits will switch over because you, right Ooh. now you're starting with AUEC. A, when the game actually launches and goes live, you uh, you have UEC, and that's um, based off of your packages or whatever UEC uh, you might have bought with real money. Yeah. And I think, how much do you start with when the game starts? Does anybody remember? If you didn't uh, buy a package, I, I, I'm gonna start with twenty three, with twenty three thousand, yep. twenty three thousand because I, because my game package. Yeah, the game package. What happens if you don't have a package? If you just came in the game with a with a a, 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 a what do you call it, an Aurora? Five thousand. Do you come in with five thousand, y'all? Five k. I I I know I'm starting at five k. I yeah. think I don't know if I use yeah. a referral code or not. If you don't, I yeah. wonder if it comes with a package. That's what I can't remember. It's referral, been so long. Another five k. Two thousand. Woo. You can't buy a fly oh, suit wow. when you come in the game. See what I'm saying? So it's like you. <laughs> I also want to say uh-huh. this might not be important, but for where the game's at now, right? I run into like a, a moon where you can't. You have eight seconds and you're you're passed out. You can't breathe. I will run into a bunker naked and grab and your run stuff. out with a bunch of stuff. Right, that's cool. If they change it to where like you you can't do that. Like you're <laughs> you're dead as soon as you exit your ship. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You can Sorry, do it. Guys, that's like that's what I do. That's how I grind stuff. I oh, yeah, no, you can do that. I mean, as long as you park your ship close enough to the door and you hold your breath, you can make that's it. Like... You might be about fifteen percent health I'm when you get to the door. <laughs> well, no, I know what she's saying because I've done that before. Like when I've left the helmet, Meg, I, I, like I didn't have a helmet and I jumped out and I said, "Oh my God, I don't have my helmet on," and I sprint. And then I'm praying that there's a freaking med pin in there, right? Because <laughs> I gotta yeah, run, then, I gotta run but, back, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, how fast? So, so for example, like we're talking about um, selling, and I might have already immediately forgotten, but mm-hmm. there there are places where it's a toxic environment. Yeah, so yeah. If you walk out and it, it takes you like one second, is right. that enough for you to be like poisoned well, to the web where you get like you're dead before you can get a med pen? Let me tell you something that happened to me last week. And, and people keep trying to tell me this is not what it is, but I'm telling you, I think that's what it is. Have you gone on Hurston and taken a helmet off recently? Have I? Recently, I've been, yes, yes. Have you I, seen the effect? It's so bad. You've seen it's it, so right? Yeah, right. I have, I have. right. I've been, I've been they, yeah. on the, they didn't on say anything. They didn't say anything about Nothing. that. Dude, Nothing. For, fast car. I thought I was going crazy. I did too. Fast car. You get out the ship, and it's like you're, I, I, I was with you're you. with I me, right? Your your your, yeah. your vision's blurry. You're walking like you're drunk, and it takes 15 minutes to walk 500 meters. It is okay. the worst thing in the world. And Colossus loves it because that's his freaking home. But it, and guess what? That old fake bag cool. doesn't work either. I put it one doesn't in the, work. I, the yes. bag didn't work. I tried it. It's work. a fake. That bag did not work. I was so mad. Go Mob was with me. He was looking around for me. He found a bag for me. He said, Griff, I got a bag for you. I, I ran out the building and passed out, fell out and hit the ground. I said, this stupid bag doesn't work. So... Just so you yeah, guys, I was watching, I was watching AT Vertigo, and and he, he had the same issue, and he was like, I don't, I, he he said he doesn't think it, it, it's oxygen deprivation, but I mean, it it, it the poor air quality. Yeah, it is. It's the air quality. The air quality is yeah. bad, and your heart rate starts racing. So again, 
to Meg's point earlier, this is why that Moby glass is going to be important because your Moby glass tells you what the atmospheric conditions are outside. Even when you come out of the Habs at, at Lorville, as soon as you come out the Habs, there's a big thing up there that tells you whether the oxygen is good or bad that day. So they're starting to implement this stuff in the game. So it is going to mean something for us to get used to this when we go to, to, to Meg's point. It's going to be important that we start paying attention. But yeah, Meg, they snuck that one in. Caught me completely off guard. I was so upset. Griffin, I, I, I just thought of a new profession, selling mm. helmets at the Hurston uh, gate or, or door or whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah, it. right. So you know Colossal, he meets you at the hangar with one of them bags and gives it to you. All right, let's, let's talk about <laughs> don't this. don't work. Let's talk about this next thing with uh, selling, because I told you there was a reason why we used to go to selling Meg back in the day, and this is actually... Uh, one of the reasons why people would go to sell and, and that's uh, security post Korea. So uh, I'll read this one and then we'll let Meg do Daymar. Um, security post Korea. Security post Korea, also Korea is shortened as the SPK, is a brand new outpost built to house the extended Crusader security presence in this sector. The station is now protected by full-time Crusader security who, alongside guarding the fabled Crimestat terminal, have begun storing confiscated materials and contraband around the place. Korea's current functionality in the persistent universe is to serve as the only location for outlaw players to hack the station's advocacy computer using a crypto key and, wi and wipe their crime stat rating. Meanwhile, Asiato text contractors, non-outlaws, can earn money for preventing and stopping attempted hacks of the system. Other missions, such as the Korea Security Sweep, Korea Sweep, I'm sorry, also take place here. So Korea has gone through so many changes. I mean, now we're kind of seeing it fleshed out beyond what it was in the earlier days. But FC, tell tell folks what Korea used to be like in the early days. It was just a little bunker thing, right? That uh, people could use their uh, ice pick or the um, the gadget to clear out their crime stuff. Before that, you don't remember what it was before you come forward. There was a time when crime stats weren't even there. You've forgotten what it was like. That. Oh, in the early days. In the er do, you do you know what it was, Yo-Yo? Did anybody ever tell you what the what Korea used to be like in the early yep. days? Okay. In the early days, we knew it was supposed to be, it was security post-Korea, but there was no security there. There were no people there. There was no NPCs or anything. But people used to go there because they used to do loot drops there. This is before we got loot drops on moons and planets. So there were there were boxes on. I don't know if you you know how when you go up on the second floor, Meg, they got those areas with the gates, those like little rooms. Yep. There used mm -hmm. to be a cache of grenades in there. There'd be rifles, all types of stuff like that. Then that main room, it's like a computer room that lets you look out on the deck. There was a rack, a, ra a gun rack there, and you could get weapons and stuff there. Then they used to keep whiskey. There was whiskey bottles and liquor that was hid there in different places, and you could get those. And those would spawn in. And people would get those too. That was the only place you could get that. But that was like the first kind of loot drop place. One of the first loot drop places that they put into the game. Uh, so people would fight and like they would spawn like every 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So people would be like trying to hold the place down until the spawn counter went by so they could get more stuff. Uh, so it's changed. Then eventually to Fast Card's point, they brought in the thing when we started getting crime stats, they put the computers in there. And then like you said, you'd go in with the crypto key, uh, and back then, you just go in with the crypto key and you, you'd wipe your crime stat. Then they added NPCs. So this is kind of like the constant progression of it growing. You know what I mean? Over time. Uh, and now they've got the whole thing there with the, you know, the, the, the NPCs are there and 
people can come there and get missions and all types of stuff. And 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 of course, it's much more difficult even to get into the station now because they throw the kitchen sink at you when you try to fly in. Have you done that, Meg? Have you tried to fly into that joint? Time. You have. Have you figured yeah. out the trick to get in? Yeah, I I actually stopped doing that though, and I just eject myself. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. That I, was I always the way to get around it. Out of the vices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, um, it feels weird. Like, I don't know. Oh no, no, no. I know what it is. It like doesn't matter sometimes at the end of the day because um a pirate ship will come through and blow up your ship anyways. Yeah. Even if you hide it. Yep. Yeah. So I've just started to jump. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Eject. That's it. Just the EVA over to that bad fella, I'm not right? making it out of here alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. What I do hope that they do, and I don't know if they've done it recently. When I went there the last time, the NPCs were not that great. The, the station was crazy firing. But the NPCs, I just EVA'd out a certain distance out with a sniper rifle and just took them out from a distance. It wasn't that big of a deal. And I really want them to have that same level of capability where they're not out there carrying C-54s and stuff, but they got sniper rifles. And if you're out there EVA and they can pop you, I, I would love for them to, to have that, no. that level of. <laughs> I want them to be more challenging, at least for, for me. For sure, I agree. Yeah, I they... mean it's supposed to be like really hard. Yeah, the yeah. only place you can go. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I can get behind that for sure. Is there anything you don't want more challenging? First, you're, you're not first. But you're talking about the F8 uh, C challenge. You want that to be more challenging? Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> it, you know what? I mean, CIG has said that they're trying to make sure that there's no metas, and that's difficult to do. But I'm just saying, you you really need to, it's, like I said, flying in there is a kick in the head. It's not easy to fly into that joint. Those guns and stuff will light you up in the missiles. But what, but like Meg said, if you EVA out, you can get in pretty much with, you, you know, you just got to be careful because they, they, they do have a lot of NPC. Like there were probably 20 NPCs on those platforms, at least, when we, just to get inside. Uh, but like I said, you EVA out a good enough distance, you got a P4 or a AO3 and you can just, headshot them and pump them all off and you just walk on in after that you know it's not that big of a deal so i'm just saying they need to have that capability to snipe you back because right now they can't hit you at that range okay anyway all right let's move on meg we're going to hit this one because we know you got some things to share about this good old moon <laughs> Amar. yes say it, say it um, right damer damer <laughs> is a natural satellite of Crusader. It is named after one of the siblings from a tale called A Gift for Baba. The nearly circular orbit is said to represent his ease at getting lost in the story. Darnell AJ built the first permanent homestead on Damar in 2906. Damar has a toxic, non-breathable nitrogen-methane atmosphere with trace amounts of hydrogen. The moon is also subject to extreme temperatures. As such, full environmental protection is an absolute necessity for surface explorers. Dust storms are a frequent occurrence close to the surface, resulting in low visibility conditions. Uh, Griffin, you, you missed one 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 note, and it's an important note. Mm -hmm. It's also the home of it's also the home of scooters and Mima's shops. So make sure you bring <laughs> a double dog. That's very very true. Very very true. Uh, Damer, I remember this. Damer, I'm saying now. Nah, I'm saying it. Damer. <laughs> No, I'm saying Damer. Yes, Damer. Yeah, Damer was the first moon that I visited, and I remember. You know, people talk about an Armstrong moment in this game. That was my Armstrong moment. Uh, it was literally, I think I was getting five or six frames a second when I landed there. It was horrible, but it was also very cool because I remember turning around and seeing Crusader in the background, and it was just so mind blowing to see that. And even now, it's still beautiful when you go there. Uh, and if you go there at night, it's really, really cool to see. But uh, 
Daimer became popular too because it was where they put in caves at first. Um, yep. And uh, what else? Meg, go ahead and talk about Daimer because you oh, said you've got to... some thoughts about Daimer too. My apologies. I didn't even interrupt. You were um, interrupting. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. To go off what you he said. Doesn't even, um... He doesn't even know he's doing it. Anymore. No, I am he's saying Daimer. I'm saying Daimer. I'm saying Daimer on purpose at this point. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I don't know. So you said that they added caves. I'm not sure when you're talking about, but I yeah, core. I what's like it I... called? Core. Uh, what's the name of that? The closed mine. Oh, you know the mine that's closed. Kudraor. Kudraor. That one, the closed one. That was one of yeah. the first ones that we got. Okay. I should say mines, but the, you know what I mean. Cave. The, the original cave stuff was oh, yeah, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And there was another. I don't know if this the the one that they they put those. Um, put the uh, crustaceans in. I don't oh, know if yeah. that one's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are new. Well, they're a couple patches okay. back, but yeah. Okay, yeah, that the sand caves, the, the, the cave, mm -hmm. yeah, they look so don't they look beautiful good inside? They do. Yep, they look great. The lack of lighting, the peaks of lighting, mm -hmm. it's great in there. Um, and yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on um the the Damer Rally, mm -hmm. um in case I'm I'm sure a lot of people know about it. I actually don't know a hundred percent about it. Um, I'm hoping to participate this coming year. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, they have done it three years in a row, I believe. So they're, I mean, they're pretty much lore at this point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, and it's, I think it's teams of four, two race drivers and two support crew. Um, and they go through different, um, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. I can probably drop a link to this as well. Um, oh, Jay like said it started in 2018. Yeah, um, but they go through like these different checkpoints and it's more than just like a race. Like you have to exit your vehicle, um, hit checkpoints, check in with people. So it's it's a really, really, really cool thing that I hope to get into next year. But if y'all don't know about that, y'all should definitely check it out. And I can drop this. There's a whole website as well. I that might be a fake link. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it. We're, we're gonna do we're gonna do a show. We've got a, a show in my mind for kicking off at the beginning of the year, uh, talking about how community different things the community yeah. members have done that are now being picked up as a part of what uh, CIG is doing. And you're right, it started yeah. out as a basic community event and has now grown to literally have impact on both the lore and the development of the game, which is very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, fast car, I mean, yeah, fast car, since you mentioned Damer, why don't you talk about a little bit about what we enjoy about Damer? <laughs> that somebody else from the community has done. Uh, it, uh, like I said, it's the home of Scooter and Lumar's shop. Uh, but, but, uh, in real life, Ricky Ricky, a, a good friend of uh, of Soul Citizen, so, yeah, uh, he just like, like to put out content uh, uh, featuring uh, Dava, basically. He always starts out uh, uh, showing the moon and saying Dama, mixed thought of, of Damar. <laughs> and you know, Wookie Wookie, he's, he's always fun. His videos are coming anyway, anyway from a minute to four minutes, they're really quick and they're always funny. They're, uh, always a pleasure to watch. So yeah, that's uh, Wookie Wookie's scooter, in, in, in other words. Yeah. Now they have added some new things to Damar over the mm -hmm. last patch. Or a couple patches back they added the some of you guys have taken the mission for when you get the bounty mission uh where the 600 eye is broken up and part of it's above ground part of it's down in the cave area um in fact the video that just came out for the 800 the, for the fhc was shot on that set uh i had you know what i had never done meg i always went in and killed that guy because he was up top i never went down i never knew all those ladders and stuff and lattices were down there 
And I was like, oh my God, there's like a whole thing down here, which was very cool. Yeah. Uh, I had always the, just been at the upper part. Mm -hmm. No, I just want to say that's a, another place where the audio within, yes. like if you go down to the bottom inside the ship, I think it's like the front of the ship. I, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But the audio, the creaking, like, yo, yeah. should I be in here or is this about the <laughs> That's fall? how I felt when I was down there by myself. I was like, oh, I don't want to stay down here too long, you know, because it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of creepy, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, it is it is it is very cool. If you haven't had a chance to see it, FC, uh, it's it's worth taking a look at it. Uh, they did uh, the detail down yeah. there is just ridiculous. It's they they just Meg, put it all the way. Meg took me on a tour of, of the moons earlier, so we went we went to Stellar and you know I I I I, I stepped out of the MSR, I looked around and say, oh, this is cold and it's gray for for selling. Mm -hmm. We went to Daymar and it's like desert. It's almost like a tidy wind type of feel, yeah. but it had a clear sky. And um, Meg was saying like the, the wind can kick up and and and, and lower the visibility. I think that yeah. might have been might have been one of the moons where people landed and and, and the windshield got, got completely covered. Well, that one. Yeah, it was. We were there. We were it there, and yeah, this is when they were doing the testing on wear and tear. And I think we were down. Right. At, we went to Kudra Ore. We were down in the mine. We were only down there for about twenty minutes. Meg, we came upstairs. The ship was entirely covered. The front windshield you could not see out of it. But I had to do third person landing at the station at Porto because I couldn't even see out the window because the wear and tear thing. I mean, it looked very realistic, but it just happened way too fast. You know, the ship was perfectly clean when we landed and a storm came through and you couldn't see squat. And it's not like you got some windshield wipers on the outside of your ship, you know, so. Until until somebody like, go out there and rub like the you window, take off it and 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 the wind and the wind will, will right. blow <clears> off <throat> the dust. But no, yep. and also it had um Daymar had a lot of mountains. So yeah, yeah. And you're right, fast cart. I would say Daymar is kind of like our Tatooine. It is remind you of Tatooine when you go there. So very very cool moon. Uh, again, unlike some of the other ones we've talked about, uh, the oxygen thing is it's non breathable. So it's nitrogen, methane, atmosphere. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a good place to uh, take off your helmet. Let's just say that. And and when we're selling with like 35 degrees uh, b below zero mm -hmm. uh, Celsius, uh, Daymar was a balmy 18 degrees Celsius. There you so, go. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. And let's hit this last one here. Another familiar place that folks uh, know about. Yela. Uh, let's see. I'll read that one. Uh, Yela, which is uh, Stanton 2C is named after the oldest of the three siblings featured in the 24th century children's mor morality tale, A Gift for Baba. This moon was a water ice crust, with a water ice crust, was, has a water ice crust, said to represent Yela's cool and calculating mannerisms. Wilma Ivory built the first permanent homestead on Yela in 2907. Emma Triolo was the first person to be born on Yela in 2909. Yela has an asteroid belt featuring many small locations of interest. Yela has an oxygen atmosphere as a 317.2. The atmosphere is breathable, although this cannot be confirmed for earlier patches. Pressure suits can replenish their oxygen supplies by extracting it from the surrounding environment. Um, Yela was another one of the places where we used to get particularly box missions in the early days. This is where we used to all go uh, to do box missions um, the other thing that this was popular for in the early, early days was Jump Town. Uh, Jump Town was, this was the original, original place where we would do Jump Town. And, uh, back in those days, Meg, you didn't know how to get there unless you circumnavigated and knew how to look for landmarks. 
there was no marker for it. Uh, you actually flew around, got to a certain point, had to spin your ship a certain way to look for a certain mountain formation. And, I, I, I remember someone saying that you had to look for a triangle somewhere. Yeah, and then fly down to it. That was the only way you found it. So even if people told you it was around, you were hoping that maybe there was somebody else out there that you could follow. Uh, but if you were finding it like on your own, it was very, very difficult back then. Uh, we didn't even have markers for a lot of the places on the planets, and Jumptown was definitely one of them. Uh, but later on, of course, they made it easier to access. <clears throat> the other thing that's interesting about this, and it is uh, the asteroid belt. Uh, Fastcart, do you remember when we first went there and the asteroid, asteroids were put in at Yela? Did you ever fly through the asteroid I belt to go recall. to Grimhex? I do not recall. Really? Okay, well, let's talk about Grimhex, too. Uh, mm. Which we don't talk about here. I don't know why I forgot to put Grimhex in here. Um, <clears throat> but Grimhex... Uh, also, Meg, you couldn't find Grimhex. You couldn't hit your quantum, like, you know how you can hit your quantum thing now and see where it is? That was not the case. You used to have to look for a certain cluster of asteroids. And, um, because things were moving, you, you know, you never, every time you jumped to Yila, you never knew if you were there. So you'd have to look for this certain clump. That's all I could describe it as. I think the chat, if anybody in chat remembers that, you used to have to look for a certain clump and then hope that when you flew there, it started to look like what you thought it was. And then that's how you would find Grimhex. Uh, if you were lucky, you might have flown to Grimhex and somebody was either coming and going and you saw their ship. And that kind of helped confirm that it was in that direction. But I can't tell you how many times you would go out there looking for it and couldn't find it. Um, also, Big Benny's, Benny Hinge, right, was out there. And I don't know, have you guys both visited Benny? You both have visited Benny Hinge, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and Benny Hinge was another one trying to find, which was not easy to do. Uh, any, You guys have got any thoughts about Yila or uh, the belt? Or let's talk about Grim Hex, too, because we can talk about Grim Hex. I don't know how I, I got them for, 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 for Yella, but I mean, sure. we, 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 did visit, we did visit it, um, Yella. That, that was the last one we visited. Uh, it was a, well, it, 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 it was not as bad as, uh, as, as, as selling, but it, 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 for some reason, maybe because of the wind or something like that, my, my character body started to ha suffer from hypothermia. I, I could hear the heartbeat and, and started breathing hard. I was w w wearing a helmet and everything. So maybe, I, I, I don't know why, but um, it must radiate heat better than, than, than the other moon did. Also, um, it was very white. It was kind of like a hospital, another Star Wars reference. Mm -hmm. And you could barely see Crusader and the sun when you look up in the sky, because that's how, you know, how snow covered or, or snow affected it, it was when we went there. Definitely, definitely. You guys got any thoughts about that or Grimhex? Let's talk about Grimhex too. I'm going to put a description in for Grimhex. Um, okay. Meg, let me drop this in for you. I'm going to put it in the streaming alerts channel. You don't have to worry about going to the link. You can just read that for folks. And it's in streaming alerts now. Yeah, Meg. Nope. Just above our streaming. I'll, I'll, streaming. I'll send it directly to you. I'll send it directly to you. Okay, okay. There you go. Okay. I'm good to read it? Yep. Okay. 
The Green Imperial Housing Exchange, also known as Grimhex, is a housing exchange located in the Ring of Yella, Stanton 2C, that was closed in 2938 and subsequently fell under the control of criminals. Completed in 2903, the exchange was constructed inside an asteroid to provide affordable housing for workers and supervisors tied to nearby mining operations. Profits from rent easily covered the cost of maintenance until 2933, when most of the mines in the Ring of Yella began to decline. Many of the inhabitants left when their jobs ended, cutting off the station's main source of revenue, and it fell into dis disrepair. After it was officially shut down in 2938, squatters, smugglers, transients, and others moved in, and a black market established itself there, away from the jurisdiction of authorities on Crusader, Stanton II. The first recorded usage of the nickname Grim Hex was from a police interrogation of a local criminal in 2938. Okay. Uh, Grimhex. Do you guys visit there? Do you stay away from there? Are you scared of it? Have you visited the hospital? That's all I gotta ask. Scared of it, and I don't visit there. <laughs> nope. There's a nope for me. Nope. Oh, God. <laughs> what about you, Meg? Do you go to Grimhex? Um, I don't frequent the area often, um, but I do like going there because my favorite armor set is there. It could be somewhere else, and I should just look it up, but, um, I usually go there for the armor set just to because I'm, I usually home at Orson, okay. um, so it's like it's right over there. I don't have to fly anywhere else and just mm -hmm. grab a bunch of things and then leave. I'm only okay. there if I'm a criminal, which is rare. <laughs> I'm good. You're good. You stay good all the time. I'm good. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, did you uh, did you know that Grimhex did was the acronym for that the Green Imperial Exchange? Did you know I about did. that? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, a lot of us didn't know that in the beginning. We just I heard Grim Hex. I, I heard it before. Yeah, we, a lot of us did not know that that's what it meant. It was, you know, we just heard Grim Hex, and we honestly thought that was the name of the place. Then we found out, oh, yeah. it means something, right? We read I think the lore. It's like, yeah, I think it's in the building or something somewhere. It, yeah, like, when, it's like crossed out. Mm -hmm. When you look at that, that digital billboard, you know, when you first come mm -hmm. off the elevator, it's actually the, the, you know, the neon lights are flickering and it's kind of okay. broken up. You know what I mean? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where I've seen and, that. Mm -hmm. And one final note, Grimhex is it, the home of a good friend, a veteran, right? Oh yeah. Grimhex brethren. Yeah, that's right. That's his, that's his, well, that's at least, his, at least he's named that. I guess that's where he, yeah. Cause he's, a, you know, he's probably a criminal knowing him. Uh, but let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Talk about the history of Grimhex. Um, uh, this was our, station that we went to you know our first well, i guess other landing zone meg back in the day um to be able to come here uh we got this before we got levski and it was definitely known to be uh outlaw you know that was the place you could go and there was no uh, armistice zone and it was brutal in the early days um this is no joke uh you think that people talk about port olisar First of all, you had the problem of having to navigate into this sucker with asteroids. That was the first problem. Mm. Secondly, people would literally hover above this place, and when you would land and you'd get out your ship, they would fire on you with their guns from their ship. So you would try to run into this joint. And landing on the pad, there was no armistice. None, Meg. The armistice didn't happen until you got into the airlock. So oh even when you were God. running down those hallways and those corridors, somebody could come running out of there and kill you and shoot you too. So you, I don't know. Sometimes it was just extremely difficult to even get in the, and then when you got in the building, you would just be like, you'd hear all this shooting outside. You'd be like, I'm logging out here. I'm not even, 
gonna try to go outside. It was horrendous getting in and out of Grimhex back in the earlier days. They uh, should bring that back. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was tough. Um, later on, they did make it where, like, they, but the good thing was that there was a, a natural thing that people who responded from the other side too. So that if they knew that there were people out there, you know, it wasn't ganking as much as it was just free for all. Then you'd have the people out there going after the people who were free for all and other people, you know. Um, and then they opened up more. There was another entrance that you could EVA into. So people would, there was a place where you could park on the side toward the rear. If you got in there and you could EVA into Grim Hex. Then they put in another area that you could in the back. I don't know if you've ever run through, you know, when you go down to where you buy the crypto keys and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you keep going, there was a, there's an EVA area that's completely with no gravity. You go down that elevator shaft, you come out the back, which is now where the docking areas are when you go in. But before, you used to be able to hide a ship back there, too. Um, Grimhex also has another piece of history, lore history, and I can't remember the name of it. Jade, I know you're out there. If you remember it, feel free to drop it in chat. Um, <clears throat> when you're facing Grimhex, some of you may know this. If you go south, I'm going to say going downward and to the left, there's a cave in that asteroid. And if you go into that cave, you will see that it looks like somebody was living in there. Um, mm -hmm. There is a area where there's like lamps and food and the storage area, but there's lore behind that. I'm not going to say what the lore is, but you need to look it up because yeah. there's there's some really cool lore about somebody who was on the criminal side that that was their hideout and it's still there but you have to know that it's down there so many people just fly in and don't worry about it yeah i'm not gonna spoil it jade okay thanks jade yeah but you know what i'm talking about there is some lore there so if you ever want to see something that's kind of cool at grimhex and if you've never been there before uh just go look for it that's all i'm gonna say just go look for it okay uh, and look up the lore about about that particular uh, asteroid yeah, Grimax is not a priority for me. Never be, be a home for me. Yeah. I'm not, not even going to visit. Yeah, no, thank you. I, now, I'm good. Well, let's say this now. There is maybe a reason why you might go. They do have one of the coolest bar race area views. If you go into the area, have you been in there, Fast Cart, where the racing thing is, where the betting and stuff is? I've never been there. No, I've never been oh there. Oh, my God. Oh, Meg, we got to take them. We got to take them. <laughs> we do, them. we do. You can get your beer there. There's, there's they got the things up there for gambling and betting, but it's got a great view, right, Meg? I mean, it does look out into yep. the belt and is stuff. It like, it, 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 you make it sound like Nashadar from uh, Yeah, it is kind of like, a, it, it feels like an off-track betting place. That's what the feel mm -hmm. of it is when you go there. Uh, so next time you go in, if you go where the weapons and armor areas is, just keep walking and you'll see it. They expanded it. Because before, if you haven't been here in a while, that area was closed. It's a whole new area that they opened up in there that's really, really neat. Um, now, the one thing I will say that scares me about Grimhex is not flying in and out, but it is the hospital. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, the, the hospital is definitely the feeling of a chop shop. That's all I want to say about their hospital. Uh, but yeah, that's Grimhex. Uh, so those of you who've gone there before, you know exactly what we're talking about. Okay, um, is that it? I think that's it, right, gang? Yeah, uh, Lagrange points. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Lagrange points. Um, would you read those off real quick, Meg? Those uh, Lagrange yep. points for cru the Crusader area? Yep. Uh, each rest and relax is owned by Rest Stop located in Arcourt. Wait, 
in Crusader system, or is that right? Wait, it, is that it, right? it should be Crusader. I, that was a copy and paste. Okay, okay. okay. Yes, yeah, copy Crusader and paste. Crusader system. Um, Cruel One, Ambitious Dream Station, the best ones. <laughs> Cruel Two Station, Cruel Three Station, Cruel Four Shallow Fields, and Cruel Five Beautiful Glen Station. Okay. Now let me tell you about Mr. Goofy. Mr. Goofy, as he was putting this show together, kept saying, man, I can't remember what the names of Crew L2 and Crew L3 are. And I sat around all day yesterday trying to remember what those station names were. So after about five hours of deliberating and trying to figure out what those names were and just not remembering and asking a few other people, I said, let me fly out here and see what the names of these stations are. Then I remembered the names of those stations. There are no stations at Crew L3 and 4. Um... There's nothing out there. There's just the um, the Lagrange point is there, but there is no station. So yeah, I know Mr. Goofy strikes again. Yes, Zombie Pig. I know. <laughs> I, I I don't know why I didn't remember that that there were no stations out there. So don't go looking for a station. In other words, if you're looking for fuel and you're running short, remember that there are no stations at Cruel Three and Four. They're just Lagrange points. Okay, there's no stations out there. So you guys will remember that. Only three stations for Crusader One four and five uh jade i mean not jade um meg you said the crew l1 is ambitious dream you like going to that particular one is that because of the proximity to what what, what is it about that one that you like the best because of the belt what um yeah i like that one because of whenever port all-star was in and there wasn't a place to set your spawn mm. I, <laughs> as a goody two shoes i didn't go to grim hex so i went all the way to crew l1 yes and also it has many things um that PO didn't, mm -hmm. um, which for one, the tac two suppressor. Mm. Um, but yeah. anytime I spawn there, I could just get fully fitted those. and run out. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I have a question from from Michael. Oh, you, you, both of you. Now that uh, Sheriff from Station is, is there, is, is that a replacement for for Cruel One, or or you still go to Cruel One? I still go to. Uh, oh, sorry, I go now to Seraphim, but. Yeah, I'll just go to Krill and to pick up like a hundred suppressors and then bring them back to Seraphim. Yeah. Definitely keeping Seraphim spawn now. It, 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 it makes point is right. People used to go there because you could, if you had to get into some shenanigans, you it, it, there was a clinic there. So you could set your spawn point, which you couldn't do at port O. So that's why a lot of people would use Krill 1. Now, there are a lot of people who like using the Lagrange stations, first of all, because there's less traffic and less people following like a lot of people who are into mining and stuff will use those locations uh because they don't have to worry about you know even though there's refineries uh but going into the orbital stations there's much more traffic much more attention um so a lot of times they'll like to just go ahead and log in and log out out of those lagrange points uh, even picking strange obscure ones like maybe l5 you know just because there's less people around and you don't have to worry about being harassed um it'll be interesting to see as these new gates have come in, these new stations for the jump points, I know there's going to be a natural instinct for a lot of people to say, ooh, I'm going to base it the one out by Pyro or base the one by uh, Magnus. But the reality is that when you're basing there, this also means that there's more traffic. And don't get me wrong, a lot of pros and cons to, you know, trade and a whole lot of things happening at those stations. But there's also a lot more people who know, you know, that's where the sharks are going to be too. They're going to be looking to see who docks there, who stays there, so choose wisely. That's all I'm going to say. When you decide where you want to base out of in the game, some, for some people, it will be those distant stations. For other people, it'll be right in the heart of, of the madness. So just think about that. Okay. Okay. Well, that is all we're going to share about Crusader because we are at the top of our hour.
Um, let me give you guys a quick update. There has been some uh, generous giving toward um, St. Jude Children's Hospital. We are now at $6,120. You guys have raised us up even more. We are only $880 away from $7,000 now. And we still got the whole week. So we want you guys to please share and tell people about our fundraiser. Let them know it's the final week. If you've been thinking about it, this is a great time to give towards St. Jude Children's Hospital, especially with the holidays coming up for families. Um, I'm sure they will greatly appreciate anything that you guys contribute. Don't think that any amount is too small. Uh, anything you give is greatly, 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 greatly appreciated. Okay, uh, that's it. We've got some good information from Fast Cart and from Meg tonight. Thank you both for being here. Uh, let's talk about what we've got coming up because this week is a different kind of week. And we want to put both of these on the screen to tell you about them so that you will not forget. Fast Cart, what are you going to tell them about Thursday? There is no show on Thursday. I won't be in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was toying with the idea of, of going live for like a half hour a, a, a day. But no, I'm, I'm not going to have the, the equipment or, or, or set up to, to do anything justice-wise. So uh, it, 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 talk will return the Thursday after, after next. When, when I return, hopefully I'll, I'll be in good health. <laughs> maybe what maybe what he'll do is turn on his phone and just say hi for a minute or something if he's not yeah, doing that's, nothing. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that's all I'm considering. But yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, just keep an eye open for us. If you all see us go live on Twitter and on Twitch and stuff, then you know that we popped in for a minute, and we are planning on popping in. We'll tell you about that in a second. You're oh, also, but uh, mm -hmm. but let, let, let me do my, my normal spiel. Uh, show talk is the uh, we talk we. Talk, we we talk about what's going on in the community with the community. The people coming in, into Discord is, and have a chat what's going on with this week on Star Citizen. We normally cover um, ISC and we normally cover our Star Citizen Live. So coming on in, it's always a fun time. Start show talk, 9 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. UTC. Absolutely, absolutely. And Saturday, next Saturday, because that is CitizenCon weekend, like Fast Cart, I'm going to be in Los Angeles as well. Uh, so we will not be streaming on Thursday or Saturday. We know you guys always support us on those shows, but just so you'll know, we're going to be in Los Angeles and we're looking forward to maybe the opportunity to talk to you guys from LA live. We've got a couple of agendas that we're going to do. Um, our intention, our intention is to do a, maybe a 30 minute recap of CitizenCon immediately after it wraps up because our schedule is the, the 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 con ends and then there's a bar citizen on saturday night and then on sunday the con ends and then there's the vip event we are going to do our best to drop in at some point between the end of the con and before those events so just know if you want to look and see if we're on check after the con um the issue is, is that Wi-Fi is not being provided to us. We don't know what Wi-Fi will be like in the Los Angeles Convention Center. If the Wi-Fi is good, the Soul team is going to come together very quickly, probably at our booth table, come on and talk to you and tell you what we saw that day, what do we think about it, just our initial first reactions. It's not going to be more than, I'm telling you, it won't be more than 20 or 30 minutes, uh, and then we're going to be signing off just to get our reactions. Wait, wait, wait. 5G is not good enough for streaming. Oh, well, man. Well, I don't know. No, it does. You can stream. <laughs> but here's the deal. Because we're in the convention center, as you guys know, sometimes when you're in a, a building like that, your public internet is still good and you can stream. So if we can get a good signal, 
we'll do it. If the signal is horrible, then what we will do is record it. And then what I'll do is later on when I get to the hotel, I'll upload or I'll, do, I'll go to the hotel right afterward and upload it before we go to the bar citizen. So we're gonna try and get something out to you guys kicking off just our initial reactions. We'll do the same thing on Sunday right after. So just if you wanna look for us, just know that. Uh, that following Sunday will be our full review of CitizenCon. And just so you'll know, Meg who's here with us is going, Go Mob is going, Big Black Gaming is going, Geo Get Money is going, um, who else is going? Fast card is going. Abdi! I'm going, and Abdi Johan is going. So there are seven of us Gio, from yeah. the team that are going to be there, having a great time. We've got a convention table. We're table number fifteen. If you are coming to the convention, uh, if you come to our table and say our table number, which is on the chart, if you say our table number, if you're the first person to come during that hour, you will get a special gift from us. But you have to be the first person during the, that hour. So, so you'll know that's the deal. That if you come in here to the first person and say our table number, you will be able to get a special gift from us. Uh, we're going to do some other giveaways too, but we're just there to meet folks and say hello to people that we just have been supporting us and folks that we get a chance to meet. So we're really looking forward to being there next Saturday and Sunday in Los Angeles, California. Um, Gio and I are going to be taking the train. We're leaving on Wednesday afternoon. We get there Friday morning. We may record some things on the train, and when we get to certain cities, we may upload some stuff, so keep an eye open for that as well. But we're looking to have a real good time at CitizenCon, and hopefully you guys can tune in. Lastly, there yeah. may, there may oh. be some people who, last year, we had a group of folks that joined us in the Soul Citizens Discord. If you're not with an org, uh, you don't have to be alone. If you wanna sit in with our folks and have a real good time conversation, be able to chat with other folks who are interested in watching what Cloud Imperium Games is going to be showing us next week. You are more than welcome to come into our Discord. There will be some other citizens from our group, some team members who will be there as well. So if you want to hang out with us, you are more than welcome to do that on both days. Uh, if not, if you've got your own org, we get it. That's fine. But you're welcome to come here as well. Um, I, I will be arriving on, 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 on Thursday afternoon, but I may, I may, I may go to Coming Village to, to um, it, it's a, it's a Coming Village Cantina, it's a Star Wars themed um, bar in, in Los Angeles. I'm not sure what day I, I may go. I may go on, well, on Thursday. Just, so just so you know, we're, I'm about. thinking about going on Friday afternoon. My idea is once we set oh, up at the, oh, well, really? I'm just, I'm just letting you know because well, there's two ideas. One of them is that we go to Coming Village Friday because after we set up, we've got time until the bar citizen. So I was going to maybe go then, but the other alternative is that if I decide to leave the bar citizen that night to go to Scum and Village, because Friday night in LA, that oh, place right, is going to be right, jumping. Right. That place is going to be jumping if you go on Friday night. So we can talk about it. But if you want to go Thursday, still go Thursday. But I'm just letting you know, might go Friday afternoon just to check the place out and see how it, what it's like. Um, but that's it. Let me give some shout outs real quick. Meg, tell people where they can find you, where they can see you. You're muted. You're muted. No, I said you can find me right here on Soul Citizens. <laughs> yeah, um, but where, where else can they know that? Where else can they find yeah. you? Tell people. Otherwise, you can find me at twitch.tv slash yoyomeg. Um, I'll probably be trying to, if I'm not with the Soul Citizens booth, I might try to go live and just walk around if you want to see a POV. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely be in the Discord. I would love to hang out with people in there too. Um, but yeah, twitch.tv slash yoyomeg. Hit me up. Let's hang out. Let's chat. I love everybody here. Have a great day. You guys make sure you follow Meg. Um, Meg's just got so much great energy. She revives us old dinosaurs with her energy. So <laughs> definitely support her and check her out. 
Uh, Fast Cart and I, you can see us. You guys know Thursdays and Saturdays, but next week you'll see us at the con along with Yo Yo Meg. Uh, did I say Go Mob? I forgot to say Go Mob, didn't I? No, I said Go Mob. Thank you, did. Yeah, Go Mob. Go Mob did say Go Mob. Yeah, so it's going to be a bunch of us next week, so we're having a great time. All right, listen, hopefully we'll see you guys in LA. If not, we'll see you in the channel. If not, we'll see you the following week. As always, we appreciate all the support that you guys have done. You all are fabulous. We love all of you for being here and supporting us. We are going to send you- I haven't been taking a on Alyatta Pub uh, copy table yesterday. That'll be up on YouTube soon. Yep, yep. We, he's, we talked about our expectations for Citizen Cons. If you guys want to check that out, it, it should be live tomorrow. I think it is now. I think it is now. Yeah, it is. I saw it this morning. Uh, it's, if on. it's not live tomorrow. It is. Today, it's on. Tomorrow. I saw it this morning. I'm sending it. I watched it this morning. It's on. So, oh, okay. Yep, so definitely check that out when you guys get time. We're going to send you guys over to Segalian, the Pizza King. Segalian's going to be at the con too as well. Give him a shout out. Let him follow him if you love him. He's a great guy. Uh, and again, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Peace, love, and soul. We'll see you soon. Ciao.